Okay, Jimmy, let's uh, Did you click? start off where we left off. Did you okay? Oh, you're you're uh, massively echoing. Did everybody click? Who I am? Yeah, like your room is just an <laughs> echo room. Oh, Lord. Can you go Sorry. into a small closet and lock yourself in there and then come out of it? <laughs> yeah. I, think that's a I can do that. Did um is everybody clicked? I'm sorry to keep asking. I didn't see anybody confirm. So clicked. I, All right, we're clicked. I'm clicked. Hold on, I gotta move. I guess. I mean, if you just stop screaming, maybe you won't echo. There's also you could just you could just stop there's screaming. Texas. You can't take the Texas volume down. He's like walking around possible. this house. Do you are you going to be plugged in enough for this whole episode? I don't know. He's walking around his house. Is it, is it really? Is it too loud if I do it right here? Echoing? It's too loud if you talk too loud. But you do but like a soft. Junior said I was echoing. Echoing. Yeah, like the room echoes for sure. Oh shit! My wife warned me of this. <laughs> Maybe she Just, should uh, go on the go on the toilet for an hour. How about how about now? That's better. Yes, that's better. How long is your extension cord though? Yeah, I don't have one. All right, that means he's going to be cutting out. <laughs> about 30 minutes the battery life will just die no it says 97 percent. okay yeah that's probably with the, everything the thing churning through the internet and the video and everything means you're going to be dead in probably 20 minutes yeah 25 okay shut up let's talk right. <laughs> he's laying on a bed you look like you're in a hotel room yeah. okay can you hear me now without an echo yes yes the, the echo's gone Okay, this is the official start. What I want to talk about <laughs> is kind of where we left off. Jimmy, how are the bed sores on your hands? They're actually yeah. good. You know what? I've been. I still. I got this one because I. Uh, I scuffed the back, and every time I reach in my pocket, when I went <laughs> when, I, when I went for um, hand therapy after I my thumb my pinky injury, you can see my pinky injury. <laughs> one of the questions they kept asking me was, "How does it feel when you reach into your pocket and grab money?" Which was funny because. That's obviously a big thing. And Interesting. ever since then, any kind of sores I have on my hand, I reach in my pocket, it, like my hands are excruciating. You see this on the side of my, my hand? That's that, was, that was kind of why I asked the question because that right there grossed me out. I want to answer the question that you asked a minute ago about therapy. And I'm going to throw oh, up in my mouth right now. That's there's disgusting. like a hole. No, no, no. It's, no, just, it's it, a scab. I, I, I put my it, hand down it, on a piece of it, like uh, molten metal when I was welding a couple weeks ago. It, one of the best uh, places for him. It looks like a prolapsed vagina is what it looks like. What, this cut on my hand? Yes. But, <laughs> but oh, you, when I reach into my pocket and, and what does it feel like when I grab money? It's exciting. <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing. Regardless of what's going on with my hands, it's amazing if you reach in your pocket and there's money there. No, it's, I always have money, but I also have scabs on the back of my hand. So they all peel back. Like There's always one good scab brewing on the back of my hand. So that's why I have tape on my hand today, just to hold that one scab back. Great. Thanks for grossing us out. You're amazing. Yeah, sweet. And last night I was, uh, I was skinning a piece of 220 wire, like a 310 wire, and it's got that big, thick rubber on the outside. And I'm like doing it and like all annoyed, <laughs> knowing I'm going to cut myself. Because every time you skin one of those wires, you try not to skin any one of the three wires inside. And the razor blade slipped and sliced the tip of my finger. See that? Yeah, you shouldn't be using mm. razor blade. Yeah. Okay. Inside that wire, Jimmy... It's, is it SO wire? Uh, it's like the real rubbery kind. It's white, green, and black. Yeah, so inside there there's, uh, should be like a, a piece of string that you can use to pull down 
No, they, it has that in there, but then I got to cut the piece to put inside the motor hole. You know, I got to cut off like a four inch piece so that I can then use the individual wires to wire nut onto the motor. So I'm just peeling back that thick outside rubber and you got to cut it off. I didn't have scissors. Is he frozen? No, I'm, mm. I'm here, but uh, <laughs> what did you say about my volume? I'm trying to. Is that no, you need to address? Why don't you just it, stick the mic completely in your mouth? Yeah. Let's go further. <laughs> <Is it> too <laughs> close? <laughs> yeah, just stick it in your mouth. Yeah. I'm not tell, supposed to hold it. You could hold well, it, but don't just, hold it like you're eating it. He needs to tell everyone else in his house to get off Netflix. <laughs> yeah, your, your internet is uh, is a bit. I'm recording. Yes, your your internet's bottlenecking somehow, and you're you're becoming you coming through. Is there other people in the house on the internet? I'm recording. Yes. <laughs> okay. Is there other people in the house on the internet? Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, but I'm trying to figure out the password to my internet. <laughs> what is that? Why you haven't moved so, at all in the last five minutes? Are you are you on someone else's? No, Ted, the Wi-Fi network doesn't work. I need Catfight. <laughs> Who's Catfight? That's our internet. And you're not on that. What do you want? You're on your telephone connection or something? No, it says Wi-Fi network. It says Wi-Fi network. Oh, who's Wi-Fi network? I don't know. You're on somebody else's Wi-Fi network? You're not on your home's network? Don't worry about it. Who names it Catfight? Interesting. Mine's uh, Bill Y, the science fi. Oh, that's cool. Mine's Jimmy's internet. Oh, interesting. I would have never never guessed such a detail. It might say Jimmy's farmhouse. Let me see. It's like in Spaceballs when the password is one two three four. My password to my house is one 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 one. Okay. Oh yeah, super easy. No one would have guessed it. Where did oh, he go? God. What is he doing? I, I think he might think that if he plugs his computer in, <laughs> it'll make the internet better. I'm not exactly sure. What Unless looking... he has like a literal physical like Ethernet connection cable, he has no idea behind what that his is. bed in his master bedroom. Yeah, so we're looking. What we're looking at is what looks like a, a hotel room in the Playboy Mansion, and he just pulled the bed away from the wall for some reason. He's got a headboard that's like eight feet tall. Oh, he just moved oh, yeah. it back. Oh, hey, what's up, ah. dude? Okay, so what were y'all talking about? Nothing. Nah, don't worry about it. So at my house, there's like 22 cameras. Yeah. And like we have all these light bulbs that work off of the internet. Right. The front door, doorbell, the, I don't need, I can't even think of it all. I had to have a fiber optic line brought to our house before fiber optic was available in our neighborhood. Wow. <laughs> But like, why? So why is my Wi-Fi not working? You, uh, I don't know. You might have, uh, you know, it's like when your electrical circuits get hot, you have too many things going at once. But now you seem a little bit better. Why, why don't you just juggle the microphone while we talk, and then then we'll know that you work. I'm trying to relax a little bit here. He's he's <laughs> holding the microphone like he's on stage in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, am I getting a jumbled bunch of crap from you fellas tonight. <laughs> a little freaks. 
you're laying back in your bed holding your microphone like you're on it's, stage. It's looking, it's looking like he's trying to literally suck his... <laughs> there was a guy here in in New York. I forget his name. He was in the news every day. Weiner. He was like a congressman or something. Oh, and, Anthony Weiner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthony Weiner. And he was sending uh, he was sending lewd pictures of himself to somebody. And one of the lewd pictures he sent of himself basically is what you're doing right now with the microphone in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Except that was his his Weiner. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That yes. was that was you a know, ridiculously serendipitous name. Like that guy was ridiculous himself. Oh I mean, God. that was the craziest thing. I can't. Yeah. That was insane. Anyway, what is this podcast about? Uh, old tools mainly. Old tools. And uh, what, what? How do we start the podcast? Usually, we talk about what we got recently. <laughs> Get rid of oh, right? so yes. many, I have so oh, many things to do. Hot on the horizon. Hot on the horizon. Oh, that's later on. That's like an hour two. Yeah. What? Oh, come on. Okay. Ow, I just got stabbed something. We usually yes. have what a is... really funky intro that just starts right hammering down full throttle. That's three strikes of an anvil from Zach Herbivolt's channel. I needed I needed anvil strike sounds and, and one of his videos starts with like an anvil strike on a and his logo appears. Right. So I just yes. I just iPhone recorded it and dropped it in the timeline and repeated it three times. That's where I got that from. Boy, you should have me do that. You should if you want. Just send me just use your iPhone if you know how to use it and set to record. <laughs> that was the whole point. And then record like a couple different anvil strikes. Okay, so let's do this. Let's talk about what are we talking about today? Hand planes? We're going to discuss hand planes because that's Eric's specialty. Mm. Before we get too far off into hand planes, I got to just tell you guys something. Working with wood makes me break out in hives. What have you done this week besides replace the what deck on your trailer? What, is, what, what does that have to do with anything, Jimmy? Didn't you replace the deck on your trailer? I saw you pulling it off with your forklift. Oh, yeah. Okay, so wood doesn't really make me break out in hives. I just said that because I'm not good at it, and that's my excuse to not have to do it. Oh, so, you, so you don't, you're saying you don't have much to contribute to the hand plane episode? No, I do. I have a lot to talk about. I have a lot to talk about. <laughs> when you when you go just, into when you go into like a deep pick and you see hand planes, do you just are they like invisible to you, or do you like pick them up and like go? Eh. Uh, he calls me immediately. Oh, if they're good ones, I I know what the good ones are. Yeah, I do. I look for like the Stanley OVBs, and if you find Lee Nails, what do you have? What's this face about Eric? You don't know what the OVBs are? <laughs> watching you, I'm watching you. Chuck, you know what, what an OVB is? I don't know. Oh, you're such a rookie, dude. I'm not excited. I'm not excited. What are you talking about? Our very best. OVB is that? Is that a real thing? Are that you sure it's not? It's not VBM. I'm sure it's not VBM or. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like a freeze frame from a poor 1980. Yeah, that's going on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I like that actually. It's a screen grab of him in his Anthony Weiner pose. He just moved the microphone. Okay. He doesn't want to be victimized again. No, I just tired of holding the damn thing. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're gonna put it on your belly and it's gonna rock up and down the whole time. So you don't know what an OVB is, Stanley I, OVB? Neither I ne- one. Of them? I never heard of that, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I mean, I don't know a lot about hand planes other than how to use them. All right, <laughs> I just want to just make sure that I'm not. 
losing my mind here. I'm just going to Google it. Sure. You know what I? You know what I got? I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I have a buddy of mine who always gets me good stuff. Anything that's like tool related. He's he's an antiques dealer, but he's mostly about home decor. And anything tool related, if he's at an auction or something, he'll get it for me. And he got me this box of hand planes. I paid maybe he he got it for I think he said 150. He gave it to me for 150. He just did me a favor. And I went through the box. There was about 40 hand planes in them, all molding planes, wooden molding planes, with the uh, you know the wooden taper and the and the what are you laughing at? Your explanation. <laughs> What is that wedge? The wedge, the 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 wedge and the steel, and it's yes, and and all the molding planes have different shapes, round, square, some you know, very yes. decorative. And I I asked, I tried to ask around. I put them on Instagram, and I got a couple of people like. Anyway, nobody really wanted to come clean with money for them, so I don't know what they were worth. I, I don't know anything about them. And then one day, this guy strolled into my shop from the flea market next door. He's like, what do you do here? Oh, I collect hand planes. You got hand planes. So I was like, oh, look in this box. And the whole time he's like, this, these aren't worth anything. These aren't worth anything. I'll, I'll take this one. These aren't worth anything. These are just, you know, I'll, I'll take this one. And these aren't worth, you know, this is, uh, oh, this is a good one. These, these aren't worth, uh, I'll take these five. You know what? I'll take these seven. Uh, this, uh, I'll take these ten. What's the price for these ten? Uh, what? And a couple of them was were made. Was this guy on drugs? No, he just was, he was trying, he was like trying to play it cool. I think he was like he had a huge tool boner, but he was trying to play it cool because he like he like wandered into my place and hand planes are his thing because he said it before he even saw the box. And he goes, I'm looking for molding planes. That's my thing. And I'm like, oh, I put a box of 40 in front of him. And like he was trying not to, you know, come too soon. And the whole time he's looking through him, he's just down talking them the whole time. And but like in between everything, like his excitement. Oh, uh, yeah, these there's nothing. I'll take this one. There's not really nothing special. Oh, this this. Oh yeah, this is a uh, this is a Gosford. I'll take this one. Uh, and uh, he 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 educated me a little bit, but I'm sure he ripped me off. I ended up giving him for like fifteen bucks a piece or something. I made some of my money back, but I think wooden planes, like wooden planes, like the physical part being wooden, yeah. are not near as valuable as the iron ones. Correct. I think it depends. Uh, there was a time yeah. when the molding planes were worth a lot of money. And, and Eric, I did see not long ago a wooden plane sell for $20,000, but it had like naked people engraved on it. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Um, the, like the engraved ones are all from like 18th, 17th century. Yeah. They're dope Actually, uh, and expensive. Yeah. And, uh, some of the wooden, the most expensive wooden ones would be like wooden plow planes made of ebony and ivory or solid rosewood. Uh, those ones are like 20,000, 15,000. Um, but in terms you. of mold, molding planes, which is what yeah. you had, yeah. if you have a full uh, set of hollows and rounds, uh, which are like the concave and the convex. I did have a style, full set until this moron walked in the shop. Yeah, the if you have the full scent and they're graded just you know like one inch, quarter inch, three eighths. Yeah. Uh, if you have the full set, yeah, you could probably get a few hundred bucks, maybe yeah. more, depending on what the condition. I still have a lot uh, left. Those are cool. I still those are cool. Few. Yeah. Um, and the and the pattern makers wooden planes are 
Well, what is a pattern maker's cool wooden stuff. plane versus a so molding it'd be plane? like imagine imagine the molding plane, yeah. but you you chop it off flat on the bottom. Right. It's almost like a shoulder plane. Right. And then you you can screw in different shaped bottoms. Uh huh. So they would make a pattern for a casting or or whatever the hell they're doing. Right. So it's and got a steel. Custom. It's got like a steel shoe on top of the wood kind of thing. No, it's all wooden. Uh, some of them are steel, the more fancy ones. Right. But um, the bottom piece, you would just kind of custom make the bottom for whatever kind of groove right. you were making. If it didn't exist in that gradation of you know right. order three eighths or whatever, then you just that'd, do be, that'd be pretty cool for a custom work, no doubt. Oh, they're super cool. They even have the where the bottoms themselves are shaped like a half moon. A like, couple of they those. Just, I got a couple. They of just did whatever they needed to for, to make the pattern. And uh, the 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 one thing this guy kept going uh, when he would be like, oh, 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 this is a good one. He grabbed a bunch that were made on Bleecker Street in Manhattan. I almost mm. was I was almost going to keep them, but at the same time, I kind of didn't care. I was like, whatever. I mean, I wanted them to buy the whole box. I was going to sell them to him for two hundred bucks just to make a few bucks, but he wouldn't go yeah. for it. Anyway, there were there were hand molding planes made on Bleecker Street in Manhattan, which I thought was pretty cool because you know they're made in the whenever 1880s 1890s yeah and you and you sold them i sold them i, t- I took the guy to could take them i don't even remember how much i made on them but i would be mad at yourself i, I am a little annoyed because <laughs> i had a really full big set but you know if it was yeah it was a you, full set. You've, you've been known to have a really big full set and yeah <laughs> i do and I, so i had a, a nice full set of planes i even if i just hung them on the wall because it wasn't like money i needed you know this guy was a total scrounge and uh he was he was I just wanted to get him out of the shop. Eric, I think Jimmy's just mad that he sold him to that guy. I am, you know, and it's funny. When the guy left. Now he is. I'll tell you a funny Maybe. story about the guy. I, I hope he doesn't listen. I have no idea what his name is or even what he looks like anymore. But when he left the shop, Taylor said, who was that guy? I go, I don't know. He wanted him from the flea market. She goes, because he came here a couple of weeks ago. And he came into my studio. My shop's got this big 20 by 20 foot corner that's Taylor's. And she goes, and he was asking if we weld because he wanted something welded. And I said, not really. We're not. We're a private shop. And he kept pointing at tools, telling me what they do. And I'm like, I know it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell, he's like, you know what that is? That's a bandsaw. That's what. And she's like, I know it's mine. It's in her shop. <laughs> he's like, oh, what is that? You know what that is? That's that's a that's a a, a, a five in one shoe leather cutter. That's your that's that's expensive. She's like, I know it's mine. And she was so annoyed with him. So when he left that day, she's like, what was he doing in here? Cause she he's was in casing your place, dude. He's going to rob you. No, this guy was like one step up from homeless. He probably lived in the car he drove up in this guy. I'm not worried about him. Nice. Yeah. That's, He'll steal all my tools and I'll know it's him because they'll all be sticking out of his car. Yeah, you have a lot of weird people around you there. Um, like, I, I don't even know. Who was that guy that, that just comes and sits down and never leaves? <laughs> That's my neighbor. Yeah, wait, before you answer that, Jimmy, the problem is you're too nice. That's you're too nice to everybody. <laughs> I keep the doors locked at my shop. You, no one is invited to come unless it's by an appointment. If you show up, I don't care if I'm standing on the other side of the glass door and I can see you. I'm not opening it unless I know you're coming. <laughs> well, when I own that compound and I have, I'll put a fence right at the sidewalk edge and then, then, then everything will be better. But, Ed, Ed Ed works right next door. He he buys and recycles cans. And Ed is 
Ed has done everything and has been everywhere in the world. You say anything and he knows something a little bit about it. And uh, Ed comes over and just hangs out and shoots the shit, so to speak. So he'll walk over and, on like a hot day and just sit down and be like, what are you doing? And we, he always walks right up and goes, are you filming? Instead of standing 20 filming? feet away and going, <laughs> are you filming? Like, you know, like giving me a hand signal. He just walks right in, right up to the camera and goes, are you filming? I go, Ugh. yes, I am. Yes. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then he walks away. It's the funniest I've got thing. a neighbor. So not anymore. He moved. But for, for like 10 years, I had this neighbor. Every time I would come home, he would walk into my driveway and be like, so what's Andrew doing today? <laughs> every freaking time. So what's Andrew doing today? I, I mean, I've like, I've told my wife a million times, like, I'm going to kill this guy. I can't take it anymore. So, so what's Andrew doing today? I'm, I'm trying to go in my house. Okay. Thank you. It's, so, it's weird. I was in the city for three days last week. I still have my apartment in the Lower East Side. And I don't know if any of my neighbors listen to this, but uh, you're not the one I'm trying to avoid. I literally, if I see somebody like going into the building, I just pretend to be busy on my phone across the street with my back to the building. Because <laughs> now everybody thinks I'm rich. So every time I walk in, everyone's like, oh, I see you doing really well upstate. You know, So I, I get every one of them, I have to have this conversation with them. And uh, you should one, just say yes. You should say no, yes. No, I'm I just filthy think, rich. I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm annoying. Blinged out. Yeah, I should walk in with like rings on all my fingers and watches up both arms. And when I go, my apartment is on the ground floor in the lobby of my building. So every time, I even said it to Willie the other day. Willie lives in the apartment when I'm not there. I said, I go every every time I'm about to open the door, I put my ear to the door and I open up the peephole to see if anybody's out there because I don't want to talk to you. He goes, Willie goes, I do the same thing. It's so funny. So. <laughs> Every time I'm about to, I put my, because right there is the elevator and I'll open the door and like, if I'm not paying attention and I open the door, I can't get out of a conversation with somebody counting my money and saying, oh, I saw that video you did. It's got a lot of views. Does each view mean a dollar? Does every view mean you get a dollar? I'm like, yeah, I get a yes, dollar for every yeah, view. Exactly. That's exactly. No, you should be like, it exactly means seven, seven dollars each. Okay, people. No, it's, it's annoying. And you know, I, I, I forget I'm sharing my life on the internet. So everybody watches and. The whole time they're counting my riches. Got a lot of machines up there. Those are expensive, aren't they? I'm like, oh my god. So every night at my house when we have dinner, we do this thing where everyone goes around the table and says three great things that happened to them that day. Oh, that's cool. So, Jimmy, I feel like you're annoyed today. Like I feel like your annoyed meter is. <laughs> so. Just give me three great things that happened. Well, you know, I just I had a very hectic day. It's right now. It's it's ten o'clock where I am, and I had a very I mean, I very can see anger in your face. That's so funny. No, I, I had a busy day, so I'm finally unwinding, and I guess I'm kind of venting a little bit. The greatest thing today, I got Chippy back from the trainer. Chippy, my little Yorkie, has been with okay, the trainer for for great. two months, and we did a training session today. And that's uh, good. Um, let's see, what's good? Uh, I. I, I made friends with a weasel last night. Did you see my Instagram? Did you see that weasel I found in my container? Yes, that was very interesting. So I'm hoping to become <laughs> friends with that weasel. I'm trying to get him like to you know to come to me. I left him a so hot you can dog. Ride. So you should ride that, the weasel. To me, looked like it was. Well, go ahead. What's the third one? I mean, it, I, you had trouble getting the second one. See, <laughs> your mind is so angry right now. You can't even keep three good things out of your mouth. The third good thing is I finished 25 bullet bourbon signs. Tomorrow, we'll package them and ship them. So that's the greatest thing. That's, that's like two months worth of work right there. 
Well, Done. Good. Congratulations. And it pays it's well, wonderful. so I'm happy. I'll be getting my check. Oh, and the fourth great thing is I got picked to be on this. Well, I knew I was going to do it, and it's I'm going to be on this NBC TV show. So that's another good thing. I wasn't really excited about it, but after having a conversation with the producer today, I'm excited. And, and it seems like some people from YouTube, I don't know who specifically, are going to be on the show. So I'll get to hang out with some YouTubers that I know that are, might be casted on the show. So um, I asked the producer. They won't tell you this because they don't want anybody to know. But I know I sent several friends from YouTube to the casting agent. And they had interviews. And then they picked people that know me. So I, I got all the behind-the-scenes emails and questions. Hey, they asked me to be on the show. Should I do it? And I always say, you know what? You got to really make that decision for yourself. But you know, there's benefits and and things that are going to not work for your life. So you got to make that decision for yourself. Do but, you feel like they'll let you be on it for more than two minutes this time? I I, I think so because she basically said today she's like, yeah, we really want to try and figure out how to get you more involved in the episodes. And I did say to my agent, I said, if you're selling me for season two. Say, I'm totally open to just do digital stuff. I don't necessarily have to be on network TV. I said, I'll be involved with the marketing as far as YouTube goes. Because I did all my videos did well on the YouTube channel. So I said, I'll, I'm up for that too, even if I don't have to go to California. you know. But they said, no, they want to do more on the set and definitely more digital stuff. Because that's where I, I, uh, my presence did well. So that's four good things. Your presence does well with me. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. As long as you're not angry or agitated. Like, did you have dinner? No. You know, once I got that phone call, I stopped eating because that means I got to be skinny in about four weeks. So, Oh, you glamorous <laughs> child, you. <laughs> Styling. Yeah. No, I'm not going to eat for about another three or four weeks. Okay. Anna Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Nice you want to do that so, segment? Three great things? Let's do that. So, so, Andrew, what are your three great things? Well, listen, I already did that at dinner tonight. So uh, what I want to talk about is that sometimes on my Instagram feed, I get these really cool videos that pop up of these guys, I think in Japan, that have got these wooden planes that are a little bit wider than what you would normally see. Oh, yeah, the Japanese pull planes. They're like pulling these like like T-90 little bitty thin strips of yeah. of wood. Yeah, they're like – they're yeah. like a hundred thousandths thick, like maybe two hundred thousand, two no, two thousandths, two thousandths thick. Micron. I've looked it up. They're they're measuring them in microns, and the Whoa. record right now is three microns wow. thin, like so thin you can see through it. Wow, Eric, do you have yes. any of those hand planes? Those Ch Japanese planes? Uh, no, not those like competition planes. And they're wide, uh, too. They're like 10 inches wide. They're wide, yeah. They're super wide. Well, what is the wood they're using? Like balsa? Um, I mean, come no. On. I had some Japanese wood. I don't know. <laughs> Art. <laughs> Art. What, really? What gives you that idea that it's Japanese it's wood? The, like, this is all like peels easy. It's a peels easy tree. Oh, the type of wood they're planing. Yeah. I thought you said the type that the plane's made out of. Uh, it's probably that... Um, Oh, what's the name? That type of like Japanese cedar that they use for like everything. Hold on, I'm gonna ask the samurai carpenter right now while we talk. Yeah, what kind of wood that is. He my went to the. He actually went to one of those competitions. My yep. wife says I'm being too loud. This is why I don't do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> She's like walking by, like going, "Shh, honey, I don't know I'm being too loud because I have headphones on." <laughs> What do you do? I, I just do what I do. Thanks, honey. 
<laughs> so, um, meanwhile, later that same evening, while he Googles Gensu knives, sharp or steel, cut through car door, uh, Eric, what is your favorite hand plane? No, you can't. That's not a question. Okay, rewind. <laughs> Eric, what is the most preferred brand of hand plane that you gravitate towards? These are other questions you cannot. I I don't know. I have a lot of Stanley stuff. It's just because it's very common, anyways. Um, but I like wooden planes, and I like uh, metal planes. I literally take anything that's good. But in terms of really nice looking planes, uh, there's Siegley, like S E I or I E L. Is that a vintage plane, Siegley? Or something. I don't know. I'm not even spelling it right. Uh, it is an antique, uh, old plane. They were purchased by Stanley early in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they started to suck, and I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So it's before that. Um, they make really, really nice-looking plow planes, like gorgeous plow planes. I don't have it. It's up. Above me, what is what is a table. what is a plow plane versus a regular plane? A plow plane is like you know, like a Stanley forty five. No, you've seen it before. <laughs> Stanley forty five, uh, yeah. very common. A Hold plane, on. it has like a fence on on either side of it, oh. and you can change the width of the cut. Like it cuts dados and. Oh yeah, 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 like that that one that comes in a wooden box with all the molding tips to change. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so uh, Rang- Wrangler Star has got like a full beautiful set of that. It comes in the original wooden box. Yeah. He showed it years ago. Yeah, I have seventeen of them. Do you really? Uh, yeah, I have so many. Of them. Um, the that was Eric, by the those, way, not those me. ones. Yeah, those ones basically replaced that entire box of hollows and rounds that you had. Yes. Right? Oh, because you the just one, changed the, the one head. plane. The one plane covers all of that. Oh wow! I, okay, yeah. I understand what you're talking about now. It's the one that's it's got. A, it's it's a, got. It looks like it's got a, a handle that you would see on the back of a wooden saw, but made in cast. Yes, yes, hundred percent. And it's got. It, it's the one the that you find in the store that never has all the parts. Right. It's missing yes. either the rods or the sides or the molding tips or whatever. Yes, and in terms of Stanley's, there's an even more complicated one, the Stanley Fifty Five which had even more cutters. Um, and not only did it have a fence on either side of the blade, but the actual, um, the fences could bevel in and out if you needed to. And the actual, uh, yeah, I'm trying to show oh it. God. I don't know why I'm actually showing it to you on a podcast, but, uh, also the, one of the sides raised up and down. So you could, you would have the fence lower than the, than the cutting depth of the blade. For oh like my an God, edge. This is complicated action. as hell. I'm looking. It's got handles oh, that stick like out. Twenty pounds. There's handles on both sides. Isn't it funny that one router replaced this whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's insanely complicated. Yeah. Uh, and it. did it. not sell very well. Yep. Uh, and <laughs> you do see, like, basically, if you see one of those for sale, it's almost always accompanied with. The rest of its stuff, but not all of the stuff that you need, right? Uh, because no, like no one used these. Yeah, it There's looks so like many something that have, that it, they just look like no one used them. It looks like something a Victorian doctor would use to cut the top of a skull open. <laughs> it's unnecessary. 
It is uh, one with no parts for 375 bucks on eBay. Here's one with all of its parts for 800. Here's a Oh wait, no, I'm looking at different things. Sorry. Never mind. Yes, they can get up there uh if you have the full complete 700, 1400. Yeah. 375. Yeah, so it's, it's a big Let's wide go to scope. the sold column. Go to the sold column. Let's see what they actually sold for. <laughs> 215. That's what you need. That's funny. A full, like a full complete Stanley 55 in the box with all the stuff. I don't know, probably 500 bucks, maybe a little more. That's pretty good. I, I, Do y'all ever get on that website called our, uh, or it's called uh, the very best things? No. Oh, you don't get on that one? Wait, maybe. It's it's woodworking related, and it has the guy like chooses all of the very best things associated with uh, woodworking. Okay. You should check it out. I probably have been on it. Uh, I will look that up for you, though, because it is majestic. Thebestthings.com? Very, yes, I've been there. Very, very best things. Oh, I, I'm at thebestthings.com. <laughs> I don't know. There's two. How can there be so many websites? Uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. So did what you if, find out about that O O B M thing that you were talking about? Um Yes and no. <laughs> it's I think it has to do with Hubbard, Spencer, and Bartlett. So not hand plane related? No, it is. It is OVB is our very best. And maybe OVB was its own tool manufacturer. Yeah, I need to that's... look that up, but I'm pretty sure Stanley was associated or had a, an OVB line. It was like the our very best line of Stanley. But uh, the fact that I don't know that is, makes me feel pretty dumb. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the it, I'm only confused because Sargent made a line of hand planes, and Sargent is an awesome hand plane company, um, back in the day, and they stamped VBM on them for very best made. Okay. And, those are like the better of the um, sergeant planes for the most part, uh, and that's okay, why the, I'm confused. The, the, the other one, the OVB one, is like the logo. I think is the, the O, and the V is with inside the O, and the B is with inside it's the also V. Also within, I think I've seen. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. And now that's a Stanley logo that you're talking about. I, I. I know it to be that way, but I don't know that that's in reality like what it actually is. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Eric's interesting. Gonna, Eric's gonna do the Googles and find out because <laughs> I'll find do. out. I'll post on Instagram if we find it. Do you all ever get on Jim Bodie or Jim Bodie's uh, website? Yes. Jim Bodie Tools. No. That's some essential. You don't ever get on that, Jimmy? Come on, what's no. wrong with you? Jim Bodies. Jim Bodies. Uh, that man right there, he got some nice toes. Jim yes. Bodie? B- yeah. B-O-D-E. Um, yeah, that's a very high-end. Oh, Jim uh, Bodie Antique Tools. Website. Wow. Very I, high. I never knew about this. Like, they'll have a, sta- he has like a Stanley number one in a box, mint, with the tag on it. Oh, he has oh, yeah. the molding plane I sold for it's 10 bucks for $2,000. Look at yeah, this, yeah. Look at this molding plane. It's two thousand. 
Okay, Jimmy, oh. that was not the one you had, son. <laughs> Actually, it was. It was that guy sold it to Jim Bodie later the same day. Yeah, oh. if you have, if you have a, like a panel plane like that, that's those are worth a lot. Yeah, this is the one I sold the guy. It's on this website now. <laughs> I think I sold it to him for thirteen dollars. I actually sent that guy to buy stuff from you, Jim. Look at that. Yeah. It was all a ploy by Andrew. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I sent I sent that weirdo over there the first day <laughs> to scope everything out in Taylor's shop. And then he came back and bought the planes. And then I sold him to Jim. So you know this guy, Jim Boat? I talked to him, yeah. What, what, what else does he sell besides those hand tools? Does he sell bigger machining things like the stuff that we would like? No, it's mainly woodworking stuff. Yeah. He's got some wrenches on there that are pretty nice. <clears throat> That's what he, he and I converse some about wrenches, but and occasionally have a good, a cool anvil or something. But primarily, he is a, you know, a woodworking yeah. tool guy. A Kelly yeah. double bit axe. And his stuff is reasonably priced. By the way, just to let everyone know, you don't have to pay the price that's listed on his website. <laughs> He'll love that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Can I get it for hundred uh, percent off. Yeah, no, just write him an email and tell oh. him you want to pay less. I just well, because got... he, it's probably sitting there for years. <clears throat> I got an answer got from different... Jesse. Jesse, uh, the samurai carpenter on YouTube, he said oh, hinoki, that's... which is a Japanese cypress, yellow cedar, or port offered cedar, mm. is the closest North American cedar. equivalent. Sounds so close ish. To what they cut with those hand planes to get the super thin. Those ribbons. Oh, okay. Maybe you could read this because I probably read all of it wrong. I don't know. Hold on a second. I don't know what just happened. Can you see that? Did I say it right? Yeah, I so that's it. that's what they that's what they use for a lot of a lot of uh So it's Henoki, which is a Japanese Cypress. Yeah, so it probably cuts beautifully. Yeah. And there's so, never any knots in that stuff, like any of that stuff they work on. It's just beautiful, clear. Probably a clear, straight grain piece for it's that kind insane. of – that level of hand plane competition. Come on. It's so funny to I watch like, those. They all crowd around and like it's getting longer and longer. Oh, and the, the, I watched when Jesse, I guess, went to that competition and competed in that. Yeah. I watched the hell out of that because that, I would love to do that. Yeah. I would love to do that. Because it's all up to you, but I just don't think, I don't know. I don't think uh, Western hand planes can compete on that level, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, the way they get it, the Japanese steel is, they ended up, they harden it to much harder, can get sharper. Are those blades it's, like brittle? And, and they're, they're a few points uh, Rockwell C harder than, than normal. Mm-hmm. They're like six. They're sixty something, mm-hmm. um, which might be why they can get so sharp. I don't know, yeah. but it would be so much. They're fun. so sharp because those guys are geniuses. Yes, yeah. they're also, and they just care about things for like long periods of time. Like I don't, Let's I don't have about- fourteen years to become like a hand plane apprentice. <laughs> I, if I like, if I can't, if I can't be a master hand plane maker in 10, 15 minutes, I, I can't. You <laughs> start, it's on a YouTube channel. I am a master hand plane maker. This is my yeah. first hand plane I'm making and my first video. And it's over. Yeah. 
And then so you call yourself I, a hand playmaker. There's a store called Woodcraft that's not far from me. Woodcraft? Sure, yeah, they're all around. And so, you know, when I'm out picking and stuff, I always buy hand planes if they're nice. You know, I've got uh, several, whatever. And occasionally you'll get one with a bad blade or whatever, so you can go in and buy a new blade, whatever, you know, from these guys. So you can go out and pick and buy, like, a plane for, like, seven bucks, right? You can get, like, a Stanley number five, what let's say, for, like, five bucks. It's nice, wood handle and the whole bit. But you got to go in and get a new blade for it. It's, like, $300. Well, yeah. You yes. can go to Veritas, too. Veritas, uh, Lee Valley, they sell two different versions. They usually sell, uh, is it an a, A2 or an O1? You notice? Yes. Those are the two different steels they'll sell you. And the PMV11. Is that a steel or is that the plane? It's their proprietary steel blend that they uh, claim outperforms the the other options. I use a Veritas uh, sharpening tool to sharpen my uh, The MK2? The MK2? The flat one that spins like a record? No, this is one you hook up and you you, – it's got like a 22-degree – Oh, the one you roll on on a whetstone. Yeah. It's like a little it's like a unicycle wheel you put on your thing and it rubs it at Those the right are angle. Good. Those yeah, are I like it. I have the, good M- for- the MK two sharpening system where you change the plates and the the you do the micro bevel on the thinner plate. It's like spinning a record. So it's like a eight inch disc or maybe a nine inch disc and you go with down the grits and then you go to the final grit, which is like a five hundred or whatever, like a three hundred or a, a six hundred grit, and then that plate is a little bit thinner. So that that goes to the micro bevel, so you you have it on, yeah, and those things work amazing. Like I once I use those, I never ever sharpen my stuff any other way. When it comes mm-hmm. to sharpening a, a hand plane, it's just exactly you set it at the right height, so the bevel that hits. That would the, be nice. Yeah, it, those things are amazing. There's a couple of versions of it, but I use the one from Veritas. I bought it. Yeah, that's basically all the hand planes <laughs> are just. I like jigs. how he adds. I bought it, like. Because we know 95% of your stuff you get for free. <laughs> I have to qualify because people are like, oh, yeah, of course you got I, it. You I got it for you. I bought it. Yeah, bought oh, they yeah, give you everything. Sure. Get everything for free. We're not, we're not in your apartment complex downtown Manhattan right now, okay? <laughs> Thank you. We're, we're perfectly fine with you making lots of money and having a great life. I mean, that is what America's all about. I'm yeah. proud of you. Yeah, I'm going to go to my crab bucket in the Lower East Side. Mm, yeah, crabs. <laughs> yeah, planes are just basically jigs that hold a blade. Yeah. So, like, you could make one in five seconds. But have yeah, you been like, waiting all day to say that? No, I was just oh. uh, commenting <laughs> before we were talking about. He's like looking in the mirror all day long, like so. Planes are it's actually like, so. Uh, uh, no, planes are actually. <laughs> Uh-oh. Actually, jigs. What isn't a jig? Come on. Right. What are you holding? Listen to this. A guy, I'm looking on a, a Facebook marketplace yesterday, and a guy posts a deal that says jig crane. Interesting. Jig crane. Is that so you meant I, to write jib? Yeah, I meant to write jib. Like, what the heck is a jig crane? What is a jib crane, by the way? A jib crane is one that has one pole and one outrigger. Yeah. What is a pole and what is an outrigger? That's right. Exactly. 
It's got a vertical and a horizontal. Hmm. Like the ones that pivot Jib, on don't one. don't know what a jib crane is. Go in the bathroom and drown yourself in the toilet. I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to wait till this picture comes out on our Instagram so I can understand what a jib crane is. Yeah. It's it's like a human male. A what? Where is this well, thing going? Well, you have a horizontal and vertical part to you. A human male. Like the, what? That's the greatest description I've ever heard. That's why I uh, teach no, incredibly complex things. I know, but easier for Jimmy is to say it's an upside-down, uppercased L. <laughs> an upside-down, upper. So it's like this. Is that a jib crane? I'm doing like the loser sign. Right. But yeah, I'm doing the upside-down loser sign. Yes. So like you stick this in the Betty truck and then you spin the top of the upside-down L around? Exactly. Totally. Yeah. Or, or, work, or a workshop. Yeah. Kind of like the thing that you gave... April, would that be considered a jib crane, or is that a rolling? No. No, no, no. That's a whole different deal. Totally different. Yeah. Get your life together. <laughs> like, Get your life together. Pay attention in class, would you? Yeah, I would enjoy that type of crane. Typing freaking text messages. Right oh, I'm now. talking to Jesse over at uh, Samurai Carpenter. He said, a clear piece of tight grain spruce will also plane beautifully and have a glassy finish with a right blade. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, great. We've moved on, so. <laughs> so looks, I know cool. I can just I can talk about what my favorite plane is. If anybody cares, I just made the yeah. the canoe, and the most useful plane I used nearly the entire time was the little gold, little brass plane from from uh, Lee Nielsen. Lie Nielsen is it? Lie Nielsen. It's the Lee. little. It's a little tiny plane. Um, it's like I guess it's called is it an apron plane. It's it's like a one oh two. Is that is that what it does? It's it's gold. It doesn't. Know. You can't change the. Uh, My brain's in Stanley. It doesn't have a. Uh, um, it doesn't have a chip break or anything. It's just a tiny little plane, and like a little block plane. Yeah, yeah. a little block plane made in brass. And do you guys know uh, uh, Marco Terenzi? A lot of people know. I love him. I I have a couple of his pieces. Marco makes the tiny tiny stuff, and yeah. Marco made those planes. Those those. This big. I'm holding my fingers like oh, really so, close together. I want one so bad. I own it. Well, are they terribly expensive? He sells them for like a thousand dollars a piece. So yeah. you got your free, Jimmy? No, no, no. Um, I bought. I bought. He did the uh, the Lee. No, he did the the Lee Nielsen. Is it a number two? The long one. Number, like how long? Like it's like ten inches long. I have one, and I also have the little one. I have the one he made. That's like. An inch and a half long. Like, are they bench planes or block planes or? It's a, maybe a big smoothing plane. It's oh, it's like a big joiner plane. I got, I'll right. find it. I'll send. I'll find it. I thought it. yours was like a low angle jack plane. The one, the Ish. little tiny one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you saw the you saw the Marco stuff, right? I showed you. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I I like that little stuff. I'm always afraid when I put a plane down, I'm going to scratch the the sharpness off the blade. Yeah, yeah, the the wood scratches the sharpness off on the first pass. Don't worry about it. You also have to be careful uh, if you're on YouTube. If you put your hand plane down, it's like sacrilegious. Oh, go eat a dick. (laughs) Who? Those those people. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, the little thumb. Oh, wow, those are cool. Yeah, he makes all those on his bench incredible. So there's that, that plane... Uh, the Lee Nielsen version, which is a full size one, which that is the size of a quarter, but the Lee Nielsen one is like 
four and a half inches, maybe. Do y'all ever look at Bridge City tools? Yes, give me it. Those are really nice things. Yes, those are. Are you familiar with Bridge City? I've heard of Bridge City, yeah. To to me, those are the only modern, the true modern hand blades. Really? Yeah. Is it true that they only make like one of something and they do a run of that one thing and then they kind of move to the next item? Yeah. Yes, pretty much. That's pretty awesome. Uh, they they switched at some point. I don't know, if, like early two thousands. I think they switched from making like rosewood and bronze hand planes into like we're going full CNC machining. Uh, yeah, the low angle wow. jack planes. Good. Yes, the low angle yeah. jack plane. Is that it? Um, yeah. Which is a fantastic plane, by the way. So I have the uh, I have the leave. The Lee Nielsen. That thing's know, the, teeny tiny. The big one. And I have one of these. He made, I don't know, maybe he made 20 of them. I bought one. I think it was $2,000. It's, it's that big. Good Lord. And I have, awesome. I have one of his hand saws. No, no, no. It's in the box it came in. And I, like, I opened it, looked at it you once and closed it. it. You could. But it's, it's more of a nostalgia thing. Oh, no, yeah, no. He makes things that are miniature that work perfect. Exactly right. the way they were made. Right. And, and it's really just a collectible. That's Look at that. I like that stuff. Right. I like that stuff. Ooh. That's oh. an anvil. It's a Fisher anvil. And it's uh, he makes them in wax, he carves them, and then he casts them. So that'll be the original huh. one, and then he'll cast them in he'll cast them in iron. Like, you know, whatever the he does everything exactly the way it's supposed to be. He takes no shortcuts. That's cool. I mean, look oh. at this hinge on the fingertip. That's a hinge. Yeah, a like that's hinge. nuts. He's crazy. I would sneeze and destroy the entire hand point. Right. I'm trying to find the handsaw I bought from him. Now you know why I like things that are so big and so heavy, because you don't lose them. You can't mess them up, really, you know, in the shop. Oh, where'd, like, I put, where'd I put my massive steam engine? There it is. <laughs> Although the guy did forget about it in his tractor trailer from last episode. Oh, did you get that, yes. by the way? Not yet. I'm going to go next week. Thank okay. God. So we never we never did get to we could jump around obviously but we, we never did get to the things we we've acquired this around? week. What did you get this week, <laughs> Andrew? Andrew bought everything again. <clears throat> I had a busy buying week, that's for sure. Man, alive! You're insane. Are you going to run what out of room? Buy? Do you need to buy like another warehouse? No, you, I don't. When do you when are you going to get full? Like when is it going to be like okay enough? Uh, those things don't happen with me. <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah, I'd, I'll, I'll acquire another building if I run out of space. Are you going to be yeah, one of those right. old coots that has a building that you got to go in the front door sideways and then take the steps? You got it. The elevator's full gotta, of power hammers. So it stopped working. Totally. You got to cut a new door every other day. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, weird. So. What did you get this week? Well, at least yeah. give us, give us, say us two, tell us three great things you got this week. I got a really, we'd be here till next month if you told us everything you got this week. I got a really unique Barnes lathe this week that's been restored. Oh, is that the one you sent us pictures of? It's like a belt-driven lathe? That's correct, yes. Yep. It's a small one, but it's still very, very nice. Uh, it was interesting because I had to take it out of his back building on wooden piano dolly type things on this homemade pathway that he had from his building to his swimming pool to his house 
And it was like an S-curve, but I think they were drunk when they did it. It was like an almost U-shaped S-curve. So it was like kind of tricky getting the uh, lathe out. And at one point, it almost tumbled over into his hot tub. Oh, that's wonderful. But luckily, we saved it. Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a good find there. Um, another thing that I got, uh, day before yesterday, I went to go see a guy who I was told used to have a cotton gin supply store. Oh, that's all that old stuff you got. All that, like that sand casting pack carts, those things. Oh no, I was going to say that to the end, but thanks for spoiling it. Yeah. (laughs) Ruined it. Those are called jolts or squeezers. Jimmy is in another world tonight. Do you see this? He yeah. hasn't looked at the camera once. I'm looking at I'm, – I'm doing research so that I could be educated. I'm looking at this. I'm finding this. This the is the oh, yeah. This is the lathe. Yeah, what yeah. kind of lathe is it? Barnes. It's a Barnes. Very nice. But, yeah, so, the, uh, so when I got to this place, <clears throat> the guy had a ton of really cool stuff like – I got a whole spool of flat belt, you know, flat belting for, uh, you know, flat, is that flat eight belt inches drive. wide or is that six inches? Yeah, wide? eight inches wide. That stuff is so expensive. It's five ply, oh. right? I just I just bought some the other day, like twelve or fourteen feet, and it was several hundred bucks. That's that's like hundreds and hundreds of feet, and I gave him one hundred fifty bucks for the whole roll. Jeez, I got. Leave it. I got a big roll of stuff very similar to that. One of my one of my uh, picker friends in the neighborhood dropped off to me. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it because you could have it because he sees all really? the flat belt stuff. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of it tomorrow. But you know what I got too? You reminded me as far as flat belts go. A couple of years ago, Brett and I were in uh, Louisville and a guy said to me, come, uh, come check out this bomb factory in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And I'll show huh. you around. I'm leaving. He says, I'm quitting, so you can come and take whatever you want. He says, just uh, – and the whole time I'm like, can I put this on the internet? He's like, no, nah, maybe you shouldn't. And then by the end of the day, he's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, should I blur your face out? He's like, nah, I don't care. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I did, it's my vlog. It's episode 26. I know that because anybody can go look at it. It's live now. But the very next morning, he's like, dude, you got to turn it off. I'm getting in a lot of trouble. But he ended Are you up, serious? Yeah. But it was a bomb factory that was – that was opened in like 1941, built in nine months on like thousands of acres. They built hun- hundreds of built thousands of buildings. He said there's like 2,000 buildings, and they made uh, primers and and bombs that were shot off of uh, warships. And really? there, it was the you would freak out. I mean, you could look at the video and see the buildings I went through. It was really? hoppers huh. for like gunpowder that would go on the sixth floor, and the whole place was abandoned. It was just like lead paint flakes everywhere and really and they closed it they closed it right after the vietnam war so it was open until like 74 and the so since 74 the place has been completely shut down but they're re they're re uh they're re using some of the land to try and get it back into the neighborhood like there's like a ups depot an amazon depot they're selling the land back to private industry but the reason i bring this up is that we went into rooms where they would tumble like apparently wood is part of like burnt wood as part of the explosive chemical mix-up. So there were these tumblers that would tumble wood, and they were huge. And one of the couple built I went in, I was cutting lights off everywhere. He goes, take whatever you want, everything's getting destroyed. So I went in with a battery grinder, I was cutting light bulbs everywhere. I took all the shielded lights with the glass domes, that in case the bulbs exploded, they were in a shield. Oh, explosion-proof lights, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I got a bunch of those. But 
There was outside every one of these places, there was a giant pile of wax paper covered drive belts. So the place was run by drive belts. It would run all the tumblers that would go down the line. And outside, like where the, in case the belt broke, there was another belt ready to go. And they're, they're maybe eight inches wide, probably a quarter inch thick, leather hide belts. They must be no laminated. way. They must be laminated together. We took like five rolls of them, and each roll is like the diameter of a tire. That's how that's how rolled up tight, covered in that's wax nice. paper, still in yeah, like this greasy, stuff. gross wax paper. And what's funny is those were the spare belts that ran this little part of this one building. And when they just locked the door, there's a pile of them outside every building because those were the spare belts. They broke all the time. They probably just throw out the broken ones and put another one up, and that'd be that. So. Wow. So, you, and, yeah, that's good stuff, man. So anyway, I'll, I'll send you a roll if you want, if you think you could use it for something. <coughs> Heck yeah. It's I also have uh, the alligator clips I got that would hold the belting together. Oh, yeah. If you need some of those, I could send that to you. Well, uh, if anybody's listening, they sell that stuff on McMaster Car too. So if anybody wants to put together like a new belting system, you can get the belts and the 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 – is it called alligator clips? What are those things called? Yes, uh, alligator that, clips or the clipper belt stuff. Yeah, there's different styles. But some of them they you can hammer on. Some of them you got to use a belt lacer. Some of them you got to mm. do an underwater basket weaving class to understand how they work. Yeah, that's one of the hardest ones. I did, I did it when I was story. younger. Yeah. Underwater, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how you want it. I feel you. I just restored a bell laser like three months ago. Did you? You didn't demonstrate it in the video, though. Yeah, I did. You did. I guess I didn't watch yeah, the sweet. whole video. Sweet. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> I must have got a phone uh, call. No, while I was in the it middle. worked fine. It worked fine. I think I got the wrong size alligator belt lacing, but uh, it worked. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. I wish I could find some more of that stuff. Uh, since I have a few machines that now need some of that, but I'll figure it out when I do. Andrew, are you showing it, us your kidnap victim? Who is that? My wife. <laughs> uh, just laughed. Did you hear that? She's dying laughing. I don't know what about, but she's like, honey, I don't like you either get a giggle award over there or something. <laughs> We're talking about hand planes here. Nothing funny going on here. Just little laughy pants. <laughs> Jimmy, every time you put your fingers in your mouth, I get really worried. Oh, you know, I, I'm trying not to bite my fingernails, so I bite the skin on the end of my finger. I'm not oh, a nail. I'm oh not in. How is that? How is that, babe? I'm not a yeah. nail biter. Like, I don't bite my nails. I'm not a nail biter. If my nail breaks, I got to, like, kind of nibble it back. But, like, you see some guys' fingernails, and they're, like, nibbled all the way back. I don't know if either of you have those nibbled back fingernails. So no. I just out of habit, I God. just I just kind of like bite the tip of my finger. I don't bite anything off of it. I'm just kind of I like the pain that I feel when I bite the tip of my finger. Mm, interestingly sexual. And then like when I bite the tip of one finger, then I got to do it to all of them on the same hand. So I go, okay, I got to t- uh, so my hand, all my fingers feel even. And now my left hand is getting impulsed, so I don't have to do it in a minute. I got to do all the fingertips on my other hand. This is weird. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, you're normal. Uh, not at all. You're not a normal all. person. So, uh, uh, 
Yes. So what is the difference between like I, sometimes you buy a plane and the bottom of it is flat and sometimes it's like corrugated? Yes. Oh yeah. What is it? What is that all about? Uh, marketing. Oh, is, is it, really? it just like having a table saw with like a like a grid on it, which is annoying as hell? Yeah. Um, they were sold as the corrugated lines on the bottom of the plane would reduce the surface area that touches the wood and therefore be easier to push along the wood. Uh, but I, I, I don't really know. No one really knows if that's actually true or not. I guess if you want to set up like an experiment using like the coefficient of static friction and see how much force it takes to pull the plane. It all depends on, it depends on the grain and it depends on yeah, the, uh, the burl and the grain. It depends on the direction. And it's it depends all, on I mean, how sharp you are. It'd be hard the, to uh, it'd be hard to the, test. That's why no one knows. The thought of setting that experiment up makes me nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would be very interested. But they, you know, just the straight lines weren't really the only style. The, the concept of like, oh, if we have less surface area, it, it's got to be easier. Um, they, they did some really weird things. Some of them are uh, like a crosshatch pattern, like on a steak, uh, on a barbecue steak. Some are, they just drilled like countersunk, or not really countersunk, they just drilled holes. Really? I never really? saw that not, one. Not all the way through. Right, just to, uh, just to alleviate just the surface on the shoe. The surface area. Some had... Um, alternating strips of steel and wood everyone i i love the periods in time where like we haven't yet decided on a standard tool design and everyone was just competing yeah it happened with wrenches too right Uh, that's totally so that those kind of things are super cool to me so with hand planes that's why i love them is that the variation is absolutely insane starting from, you know, like the 1850s all the way to uh, whenever you, you want to end it. Uh, there was a lot of competition. I guess I'd say the, the war, World War II is when it all stopped being very interesting. But, you know, I mean, I want to ask you a question. Talk a little bit about the very first hand plane that they found you told me they have a roman hand plane right oh yes made with yes. bone is it made with bone or ivory um well or is it wood ivory is bone jimmy <laughs> I, thought ivory was, <laughs> I thought ivory was fingernails you know the things i don't bite uh, it's all kind no, of fingernails is keratin isn't it yeah yes so i don't have ivory on my fingertips <laughs> no no you're garbage is what i'm saying <laughs> um is this yeah. pick on Jimmy Knight? Jimmy, I'm I've, I'm sorry. No, Up I, to this point, everything I've said is out of love. Now, everything I say after this point is directly straight at your hot button, okay? <laughs> I feel By the way, this computer's sitting on my lap, and it's getting so hot, I think it's going to burn my penis. Do you need to plug in? I don't know. He doesn't even know. He's just going to disappear on us. Oh, yeah. 33%. Can you give me a plug, please? Yes. <laughs> He's talking that. to his victim. This is good. Um, yes. Yeah, so the, the, um, the history of hand planes, the, the oldest found hand plane 
is from 79 AD. Bullshit. Um, 79 AD. Yes. After death. Yeah, so like it could have been used by Jesus. Like we don't know if Jesus used it. Uh, I really do want to make a video where I claim to restore Jesus's hand plane. But Jesus I don't know how Joseph could have used it, Jesus' stepdad, because he didn't yeah, die no. at 33 years old. Yeah. No, Methuselah could have used it. He's the oldest living person in the Bible. <laughs> Interesting. Methuselah. I'm thinking that's so, the guy's name. Methuselah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's the oldest one we found. They've probably had something similar to that design before that, because the one that was found was ivory. With a bronze base. No way. Um, so the, so it's obviously had gone through some iteration before it got there. Yeah, because it's it's freaking probably gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, and it, it's a little unnecessarily ornate. Mm. And um, in terms of Ooh. what it looked like, it was just a long rectangle, like 14 to 16 inches long and two inches wide. But the blade angle was very, very high. So it's more like a scraper. Was, Thank you. No, that would be almost that would be past ninety right. and onto the other way. But instead of being at like forty-five degrees, it, right. it's almost up at sixty. Hmm. So that would either they don't know what they're doing, or they do know what they're doing, and they were working with mostly hardwoods because that's where you need the higher angle. Really? Is that so? You don't get chip out. Yes, it reduces it. Right. Uh, that's why there's some planes that were made to adjust the height of the, the frog on the back where the mm. plane iron sits. Regardless, yeah, that's kind of the oldest one. It was found in a well in England, and hmm. it's Roman. Are wow. you serious? Yeah, it's Roman. And there are a bunch that were frozen in lava. Well, it's not frozen, but were solidified in lava from Pompeii. Wow, is there... Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It's weird. And until then, from that point, until um, like the fifteen hundreds, like nothing, nothing changed. Hmm. It was like the exact same thing. Veritas didn't and start then, yet. Yeah, and then in the fifteen hundreds, someone's like, "Oh, let's put one of those horns on the top on the front of the plane to push." Yeah, um, and then. That was kind of done for a few centuries, and then we came to the the metal design mm. that we have now in like the mid eighteen hundreds. It's it's cool, and I enjoy it. And I'm working with uh, Click Springs still. I remember if you remember me talking about that. Are you going to the movies? What are you doing, Eric? I think he's picking a seat. Uh, I'm, uh, no, I'm rotating the seat that I'm on because it's annoying. Oh my um, gosh! <laughs> yeah, it's a weird playing rotation. video games behind his back or something. <laughs> Just touching stuff. <laughs> no, Click Spring and I are going to remake the Roman hand plane. Oh, that's great! Uh, I've heard of Click Spring before. He's, he's a machinist, yeah. right? He's insane. He does yes. everything with like rudimentary old style versions. It's really awesome, like, and he's so bit. good at it. He's so good. That's cool. I'd like to meet that guy. He's incredible. I don't think anybody's met him, right? He's kind of a secretive guy. Uh-huh. Oh, he is? Guy. It's just an Australian guy. He's like this old Tony. Like, he's a bit mysterious, but it doesn't He'll matter. Never his, know. his work is like so Ob. incredible. He's like, yeah, oh, it's very impressive. 
Very so good. I'm very, very excited for that. The 3D model is done, and he's going to cast the brass, and I'm going to do the rest. Oh, and he might make the blade, and we're probably going to make it um, using, like, ancient through hardening techniques. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll just throw we'll throw a piece of mild shit wrought iron even worse, I don't know, and turn it into high carbon steel just through yeah. time and fire. Yeah. Uh, crazy. So you especially for something that thin as that blade, it's not it's not impossible. So you'll there's what no you, such thing as crappy wrought iron, by the way, Eric. Sure. So how would you how would you uh would you case harden it with like uh breadcrumbs or something? How would you do that? Uh, you could just use charcoal. <laughs> bread crumbs. Yeah, you no, could use bread crumbs. You could use bread because oh. it's high carbon. You could like pack yeah, in like use firm bread. Flour. Yeah, they wrap flour and water like a paste around it, and then uh, put it in a steel container, sealed, welded shut, and then you bake that in a fire for twenty four hours. You need a really yeah, long time. Totally. Wow. That's how you can do it. That's how it's done. That's crazy. That's how you canister harden stuff. Uh, it's weird, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy, and it's not really worth it anymore. But it'll be cool to do. And then I'll finish it in some sort of wood. I have a bunch of olive wood that my father found in Italy this year and sent over. So I want to hopefully finish it in that. But A fan we'll tried s- to send me a bunch of olive wood, and it got turned away in customs. They weren't allowed to give it to me. But this is America. Yeah. It's different where you are. Maybe, maybe it had bark or something on it. Who knows? Or it wasn't properly dried. I have no idea. Actually, it was from uh, it was from America, sent here, and he wasn't allowed to send it in the mail. Oh, it didn't come from out of. Yeah, it's somehow, like Rosewood now. Somehow he got Scanning. busted. I don't know. Maybe he answered the mailman honestly when he said, "Maybe Do you it's have a type of olive wood that's restricted." I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure. But that kind of stuff is interesting, and I cannot wait to do more of that kind of ancient, ancient tool stuff. It's really neat. Yeah, that's really it's a right, it's a great area to get into because it's, yes, he, it's totally unique. We, it's nice. We've been going back and forth a little bit on like the ancient history of, <laughs> and he's going to do another video on um, the earliest like primitive hand saws and what they were made out of and how it all worked. And um, I found on this book that I think is going to be really helpful for that video that goes into, basically they just used copper. They were just copper saws with pointy pointy triangular teeth, no set, nothing. Uh, And they would kind of like harden the copper a little bit. Uh, And that was it. That's literally (laughs) it. Do you imagine using a copper saw? saw? But imagine how using frustrating. The snow. Imagine you, just hoping like, the wood would be soft. Yeah, but imagine that guy who's just sitting there. Everyone else is like just bashing wood with stones and shit. Yeah, and, and this guy comes out of nowhere like, oh look at look what I got teeth. Like a cop <laughs> saw this shit in half. Like that's exciting. Yeah, that guy won the prize that day. Well, those are there's, these are those breakthroughs in time when. You go from one thing to another. That's what I, who was I? Uh, none of you, obviously. I was talking to somebody how we should have a day every year globally to like honor all the people that tried all the poisonous things, <laughs> so we all know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. 
or, or even yeah. not even the poison, even just the good things. Like, yo, you see that tree? I'm gonna drink its blood after I boil it down and put it on pancakes. That would be a syrup. Yeah, it's just it's weird. Well, the other day I, when been, you guys see the video where I casted these belt buckles, I casted them in brass, and then Brett goes, "Oh, we have these computer parts." I'm like, "Oh, let's make one in aluminum." So we got the computer parts, and these computer parts are really thin. And one of my my buddy Mike gave me these bunch of computer parts. He's like, "You melt these down, make something out of them." And so now finally I got this. Great Devil's Forge furnace. Are we keeping you awake, Andrew? Are you all right? You didn't see that. <laughs> and, uh, and so anyway, I threw all these parts. In the video, I throw these thin, like, casted parts into the into the forge, kind of as a joke. I just throw them in there. Those are the ones yeah. I did melt. And then I melted some other regular aluminum parts in there, too. But, like, those were questionable. I'm like, these, I don't even know if these are aluminum. They might be zinc or injection casted or something. Right. And they turned bright I thought I made uh, thermite. I, they turn like oh, wow. bright, like like the way magnesium goes bright. It's, I was just going to say, is it magnesium I, alloy? In there? I think there was magnesium in them because they wouldn't go out. I poured, the, I poured. <laughs> That's like a bomb. In I poured case. the crucible out into the snow, and like five minutes later, it was still glowing. I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna melt through the concrete and like go to China. I was like stomping on it, and the soles of my shoe were melting. <laughs> And it was had this like white, bright white fume coming off it. it. It was probably a magnesium alloy, but I had mixed it with aluminum. So I was throwing those pieces in and then dropping aluminum parts in too because I was like – I said to myself, if that is an aluminum, it will probably float on top of real aluminum. So I threw other things that I knew were aluminum in there. And oh my god, dude. This is like the worst science experience ever. Like, <laughs> And in the video – Learn by doing just the, throw gunpowder in there. In the video, I cast what was in like, and, and when I poured it, if you ever slow, if you could slow down the video, I hear the original footage. Brett goes, "Oh my god, I can't!" Like Brett couldn't believe there was actually really liquid aluminum in it because the looking down into the crucible, it just looked like there was a pile of garbage in it because like all the slag on top. <laughs> and I was gonna rake it out, but I was like, "Screw it, let me just see what happens." So I tilted the crucible, and liquid poured out, and that's when Brett goes. Oh, wow. That, that's not just a pile of garbage. And then a second later, that was like glowing, like magnesium color. And I just poured it all out into the snow and it was just still on fire for like five minutes. And then I put the crucible back into the forge. And about two minutes later, three minutes later, I noticed the bright glow was still going on inside of it. Yeah, that's safe. pretty awesome. Yeah. So I've and got then, some then the shop was full of fumes and I was just like, let's not breathe that. Let's stand outside for a Yeah. But I got some thermite. I felt like I had to have it after seeing a YouTube video one time of people welding a railroad track together. Oh, yeah. but yes. Now that I have it, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I know exactly what video you're talking about. Yeah, I've seen that. That's, awesome. a, video. That's a very cool video. Totally. Uh, I know. But So we need to come up with something to do with this thermite I've got. Well, just stop welding your stuff all the other ways. <laughs> Just use thermite. All the other just ways. Thermite. Yeah, just thermite weld things. That's way okay. more interesting. So, wait, uh, Eric, did you get anything this week? I get anything. Um, no. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think we're going two hours full because no. Andrew keeps yawning. Um, I got wait, a – You got to remember, he doesn't go outside right now. Eric. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I got a Jenny plane. Who's that? 
she's a hoe. Um, it's like a jack plane. Mm-hmm. Same length, but very wide. Hmm. And it actually is. Can you show it if you have it nearby? Yeah, got it right here. Oh, he's got clothes on. He's got clothes on. Mm. Good, good. Oh, Ooh, wow. It's pretty. Good. What kind of plane it's is it? Very, it's in really nice condition. Is that called a transition plane? It's a transitional plane. It's a number 37, Stanley. Oh, wow. Old. How um, much is that worth? Not bucks. much. This is like 200 bucks. And that a transitional uh, means it's got the cast iron like mechanisms on top, on top of a chunk of wood. Yes. Yes. So... You know, like compared to uh, like a number four, right? it's stupidly wide. It's as wide as a number eight. But Not shorter. that this matters. It's just shorter. It's a rare – it's one of the few – it's one of the few rare transitional hand planes from Stanley. They, they weren't really – they're not very collectible. They're not very common. I was no one for a video just to be annoying. I was going to take one of those transitional planes, and actually Tim Sway gave me the idea. He said take one of those transitional planes, and and instead of replace the wood with a chunk of aluminum, like a little yeah uh, oh yeah do, do it and make it all buffed you, up and shiny and make it look nice. Yeah, they made well, aluminum what? hand planes. I don't I don't have any. I don't think Stanley made them. They're garbage because the aluminum mars the wood, like actually stains it a little bit. Oh really? Really? And leaves like little black marks that are impossible to get out. Oh, it's no so kidding. soft. That's the problem. You could do aluminum and then have a like that. a brat, like screw a bunch of brass yep. on the bottom of the bed, and then like that, that would be pretty dope. Or bronze would be even better. Is that a lynx? What is that? Is it a real cat? Yeah. What is? Why is it? Hey, you look like a like a uh, Mexican cartel guy with like a real tiger. It is a baby <laughs> bobcat. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it definitely looks I, like some kind of exotic cat. I had to give it back to my wife because it's too rowdy for me to hold on to. Oh, you like scratch your eyeball out. Yeah. Interesting. By the way, we never even mentioned it. In episode one, Eric's cat is purring and hissing the entire time by the microphone. Yes. He, he was like the cat was holding the microphone the whole episode. Yeah, he wouldn't go away and was really frustrating. That's nice. Is your workshop connected to your house, or do you have to walk a? No, it's not. I wish it was, because then I could legally build it much larger. But <laughs> I, uh, I have not connected it. No. Mm. So you just walk outside in your shorts for like ten seconds. Nice. Yeah, yeah, right. The hair frees off your legs. <laughs> it's just refreshing. It's a refreshing uh, experience. No, the the water is uh, nice and frozen on some of the roads like the pipes have exploded <laughs> oh no yeah it's not been ideal mm-hmm. not at all so yes jimmy been... what did you find this week jimmy anything good well uh one of my my friend austin brought me we were just chit-chatting me and austin and his dad would chit-chatting one day and he saw my lathe he saw my uh my nine inch south bend sitting on a bench which is a small one it's only three feet wide and he goes, oh, I have a huge South Bend lathe. I go, you do? How big? He goes, oh, it's really big. And he said, um, it's, uh, he goes, you can have it. It's just rusting away in our backyard. I'm like, it's outside? He's like, yeah, I had nowhere to put it, so I left it outside 20 years ago. And he, uh, he goes, you can have it. He goes, we'll dig it out with one of the, with one of the 
the backhoes and I'll bring it over. And he came over with it this week and it's this huge rusty lathe. It's probably nine feet long, probably weighs, mm. you know, 2,000 pounds. I sent out pictures right. of it, but nobody seems to know what it's called. Um, Keith Rucker had a guess and I forget it's in the email. He, he guessed what he thought it was, but it, um, it's t- totally rusted. It, it's not worth restoring. It's, it's an older, like pitted. it's pitted and yeah, I might just take all the yeah. parts off the top and just use the bed for something. I mean, I could turn it into a regular wood lathe. So I got that. And then, uh, a, a new friend of mine, Jeff in Brooklyn called me and said he had that, uh, that Reed number two surface grinder that he bought a few years ago, he got it for a song and he basically said, I just wanted to have a good home. So I told him I'd take it and find it a good home. That that's an awesome surface grinder. Yeah. It's he, he never ran it. He's had it. It's, he said it worked fine. The guy just retired it in his shop and was selling everything when he got it. So the guy guarantees it works. It's just missing the belt. So I'm sure with a little bit of ingenuity, me and my buddy Kevin can get it running and uh, Kevin might take it. Uh, you should keep it that's a great machine i have the next size up from that like that might be like 1940s i got one from like 1955 and bigger so that's the one i have that i also i got that from a from infinite craftsman his dad gave that to me um and uh too many that's too many craftsmen yeah yeah i know but he's the infinite one and um so uh i think i'm just gonna i'm gonna re-gift it to to kevin if kevin wants it my buddy kevin and uh what else what else did i get this week I can't remember. I know I got something good. I can't remember. Wait, so I just posted the video before we got together tonight of my little printing press. My oh, little Excelsior hand uh, hand printing press. So that video is yes. up now. And, uh, I want to watch. It's, it's basically di- a knockoff of one of your videos, basically. Yeah, but I'm disappointed you didn't use restoration. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. No, i just joking around. I put it in the tags. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I put okay. it in the tags. Is everybody in the world doing restoration videos now? Yes. Jeez. Uh, do you know how many questions I get about that now? It's interesting. Okay. Everyone needs to know something right now. Eric Hand Tool Rescue is the original. <laughs> Everyone else is Millie Vanilli <laughs> lip singing oh, like good. they don't know what they're doing. It's crazy. The Restorations is, is a good – is a really – Easy way for people to get into YouTube, especially now because hundred percent, it's an easy way. You don't have to really actually, you know, make anything new. But you get so, what are you calling there. Eric Lazy? Are you calling Eric Lazy? No, no, Eric. Eric has a passion for it. He was doing it before YouTube. He was yeah. doing it before it was cool. He was doing it before it was cool. So, and then also you got to have you got to have the <laughs> smarts to make the parts over. You got to be able to make certain parts over, and and you know you got to have the uh, the the stick-to-itiveness to go and find them if you can't make them, and you know. I think Eric, yeah, Eric is the OG. Uh, it's getting interesting, that's for sure. There's a lot of uh, what is the OG? What does that mean? Original gangster. That's yeah. right. That's what I'm talking about. He's there's the a lot of people just just doing. I don't. There's there's a lot of people doing the restoration stuff because, like you said, it's fairly easy if you're in the middle of Mongolia and you have to find something to put on YouTube. Uh, so it's very accessible. Sure. Uh, you don't you don't have to talk. You just have to find something old and rusty, and that seems to fit. But there's not a lot of thought into. Uh, there's not a lot of channels that have a lot of thought into either the history or the methods or sure. the reasoning of why 
you know, like don't touch this, but you can touch this, you know, don't break this. If you do this, you might break that. There's a lot of just right. like, oh, I'm just going to strip it and paint it neon orange. And right. Like, yo, yo, we're done here. So I, y- y'all know I've been collecting vices forever and ever and ever. And it's amazing to me, amazing to me how many people now restore bench vices. Yes. And they all, and it's always like, dude, if I have to watch one more craftsman <laughs> bench vice being restored and you guys talking about all the stuff that you're going to do to it, it, it drives me crazy. Like, I don't care if you use Jaguar semen to rub it down to make it look shiny. It's okay? still a it's craftsman like, vice. Yeah, it's actually I one like, of the uh, restoration techniques. Yeah. And I, it's like they get all like, oh, I put boiled linseed oil and then I bake it in the oven. I, I actually bought an oven to keep in my garage. Like, okay, still a craftsman buy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just reminded me. I bought something else this week. I completely forgot. I got to go pick it up in March. It's really cool. I bought a 10-foot South Bend lathe. It's actually 12 feet long. It's eight feet between How centers. How do you just forget about these things? I just remember because I'm buying things and not seeing. I'm buying things <laughs> sight unseen. I have a little bit yeah, of an addiction. I, I got to reel it in. I just got married. I think I don't know. I bought. I, I I don't have good pictures of it, but I mailed the guy half the money. I'm going to give him cash the second half. I'm picking it up. Hopefully within a week. It's it's a 12 foot long South Bend 15 inch over the bed. Uh, it's a 14 and a half by 12 foot long bed. And he said it hasn't been oh. used. It's like a 1955. He said it's in perfect it's like condition. Primo. He said it's absolutely because it's got no backlash. He said the backlash mm-hmm. is like minimal. He said it's never been used. It's extremely – my buddy saw it. My buddy Cliff saw it and said – I think I talked about this last week because Cliff told me about it. He said here's the guy's number. The guy texted me a really crummy picture of it. He's like I apologize for the picture because it's behind a bunch of equipment. He goes, I won't be able to get it out. But he goes, but I'll clean it up for you. Get it ready for you to pick it up because I'll clean it up. It's a re- machine repair shop. So the guy has respect for old machines. He, you know, he changed, he, he regrinds ways and stuff. That's what he does. So he said he got this and it's in good shape. And anyway, it's mine now. So I got to pick it up. But that's I'm, that's I'm, good. I'm collecting. That'd be heavy. It'd be heavy. Oh, I know. I know. He said he could load it onto my uh, my, uh, my 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 trailer. Oh, by the way, I'm talking to a Toyota <laughs> forklift so dealer. Good. And uh, he's he's supposed to, he was supposed to send me a uh, something oh. today. I didn't get it. He found a used one in the neighborhood. Get that nice forklift. Yeah, I told him what I wanted, and he says he, he said he'll find me one. So you make sure you get a three stage, minimum of six thousand pound capacity. That's all. Ultra solid pneumatic tires. Solid. Okay, pneumatic. I still I'm not solid. And this. I know you sent this an explanation. You said this is the explanation. It's just a solid pneumatic tire. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, how can it be solid and also pneumatic? Like, what does it mean? No, I sent. Did you not see the picture I sent you? That it, no, it, like I know it's a real, it's a real definition. I'm just disagreeing with. So all this, of society. Is, do you Logic, have to? Do you have to put air in it? No, 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 no. It's solid. They're solid. Pneumatic. Exactly. So why do we leave the word? Know. Why can't we leave the word pneumatic off of the explanation? My, my break. My break. I, it's, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But in, in the forklift world. Just make sure you get solid pneumatic tires and not yes. inflatable pneumatic tires because you will be disappointed if you do. So can I say, is solid pneumatic tires like uh, solid tires with like holes through them so they're a little bit more bouncy? I don't uh, think so. I mean, They're just they're solid. Hard yeah. rubber. No, because yeah. it's, like, it's like the air hydraulic tires, right? 
just you know, yeah. just to clarify. It, some dumbass came up with the name. Do we just have to roll with it because everyone adopted it a great, oh. under the intergalactic umbrella of forklifts? Pneumatic solid <laughs> tires are a thing. It's hurting my brain. I got this gave me brain cancer. Anyway, so I'm getting a I'm getting a forklift, I think. I mean it all depends on pricing and you know, I got a lot of receivables coming in, so I'm just trying to spend it all before it actually comes to me. So oh, why don't you just lease one? That, well that's 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 gonna be some of these options. I'm not sure what's going on. The guy is a dealer of Toyota forklifts, so he said he'll find me one either new or used. He says I can get you a new one, he goes, but if you want to use one to save some money. He goes, Let me look around. He goes, We only deal with like well serviced machines, so mm. Yeah, he's not going. He's not going to give me one that's like you know pulled out of a junkyard, like the ones I was looking at. I was sending you guys pictures of those ones. I went to. Oh a my god, it's like Sanford and Sons forklifts. I was like, Jimmy, please don't. <laughs> oh please my god, don't, Jimmy. I wa- I drove through this guy's junkyard here in in upstate New York. There's a place called Smiley's Junkyard. It's 40 acres. It's a 50 year collection of tractors, and uh, he only has because I only have about five forklifts. But as we drove through the fields, we ended up finding like 15 of them, and. <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that Clark. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that Heister. Oh, and then there's this. And then we're in his shop. And he's like, oh, and there's this one, like, underneath all the tools. And, like, he's like, because this one, it just needs the tire fixed. And, you know, these are tires that cost $1,000 because they're, like, nine feet in diameter. And yeah. uh, <laughs> Nine feet in diameter. And uh, he – driving through the field with this old timer. He, I didn't really tell him I was filming him, but – I'll, I'll send you guys. I don't want to publish his, his conversation, but he was very funny. We're driving, and every other word is the F-bomb. And he's like, oh, that runs. It just needs a head gasket. Oh, that runs. It just needs a you know a carburetor adjustment. Oh, that runs. It just needs a battery. Oh, that runs. It just needs a transfer case. Everything. Meanwhile, he, the, he knew what everything did and what it needs. But, but you know none of them have run in probably years and years and years. Every, every one of them, the tires are half in the mud. Everyone Jimmy, the <laughs> best thing that you did for your life was leave that place. <laughs> yeah. He's got some really good skid steers out front. They're all running because he's got stuff that he uses. And he, and he, all of it's for sale. So he's like, oh, he's got like a great bobcat that's, you know, I don't know what the numbers are, the model numbers. But he's like, oh, that runs perfect. We use that to move things around. So he's got like in service like seven or eight things at any given moment. And everything's for sale. I so, say do yourself a solid. Just get either buy a brand new one or lease a brand new one, and that's it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm all about. I, I buy new cars. I never buy. I only buy used car if it's a novelty. But I buy brand new stuff just so that I don't have to deal with. I'm too old to start getting underneath the hood and fiddling around with stuff. I want right. it to work. So I mean, I'm of that mindset of thinking of something new. But thinking, and of, ultimately, it'll be safer for you too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, it would be nice to have one. So we're at hour one thirty-three. Uh, hot on the horizon. Are we ready for hot on the horizon? Yeah, sure. Yeah, man. Eric, let's do it. What do you got? Me. The actual physical horizon. Hmm. Since the days are finally getting shorter. Oh my god! It would be nice. Uh, what does that mean? Out. You have more daylight. <laughs> yes. They're actually, or sorry, the days are getting longer. Yes, the daylight's getting longer. My Is life's this like getting reverse, short. Like uh, daylight saving times in the reverse. We actually don't do daylight saving time in this province. Oh, so well, it's, it's going to get very complicated to work out timing with you three. 
or with you too. Oh my god, that's gonna be a pain in the ass. <laughs> It'd be like seven thirty in the morning and be like four in the afternoon here. Uh, it'll be I'll be two hours from Jimmy and an hour from you. Oh wow! But only for half the year. But so close at heart, so it won't matter. Mm, I still yeah, don't so know whether we're two hours. Above. Am I am I an hour yeah. ahead of both you guys? I'm actually in Narnia, so it's like six and a half hours difference. <laughs> J- Jimmy's in the spirit world from way back, baby. Oh, God. Um, in terms of things that are coming up, by the time we have the episode, I should have uh, the other shop area set up. Where, in the warehouse? Uh, yeah, so that'll be incredibly exciting. Um, I also started working with the machinists on the uh, screwdrivers. Oh, yeah, you've been make. talking. Everyone's been following your story of all the screwdriver parts. Yeah, which is insane, the the response from that. My God. Yeah, um, It's been good. It's been a good response. Are you going to yes. do like a set of four right. sizes? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've had, you know, a, a mental image of, of what I was going for, but I have some other ideas now that I might want to try out, but I, I just, we just need to prototype hard on three or four different styles I have in my head and seeing if they're financially viable. Like I can't sell I don't want to sell a screwdriver for $50 for one, um, it seems like a lot. Are those made in like a closed die forge and then ground? Like how are those made? Um, the ones I'm making. No, the ones we were looking the ones, at. I got it right here. Yeah. Um, these were drop forged and then hand sanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, the originals were the same. Yeah, they were hand sanded by blind people. <laughs> yes, yes, these Chinese ones. Yes, with wet wood. Um, the originals. The originals look great still, actually. But, yes, in terms of I got to find the right steel. I got to find the right hardness. Maybe I just hardened the tip a little bit. Just the tip. Uh, I don't know if the the wood is necessary or not. I just I got to think out a bunch of things. The wood's amazing aspect of that. Although the ones that I have I showed you that don't have the wood are pretty cool, too. Yes, I got one of those, and I'll probably be remaking one of those just to see. So is that the one I sent you a picture of? It like the fan blade handle looks like a yes. heat sinks. Yes. In two it might be way to go just because then I don't have to deal with the wood. Because the amount of actual labor to deal with wood and steel together is immense, and like I can make a screwdriver, but I can't make it five thousand times without thinking about how to make something completely, completely differently. Mm-hmm. It's entirely, entirely different. Of course. Up to like that. So you're going to start with stock or you're going to start with, you know, stock yeah, removal. Like, do I, do I, I'm going to post a picture of this, but, uh, these aren't symmetrical. It's an oval shaped handle. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can't, do I turn this whole thing on the, on a metal lathe? And then you can't, how do I get the ovalness of the handle uh, without hand hand work? And yeah. can I get that labor cost down enough to make it viable? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not making a shitty screwdriver here. Like, I want to make a nice... Yeah. You wouldn't just uh, drop forks that from the beginning? 
I want to. I've contacted many yeah. places and they don't care. <laughs> There's I, that I, one place out there. There's that one place. I know. That's why I can ask right now on the podcast if anybody knows of anywhere where they would take a small batch order. The drop forging. That's the S Wing factory in Rockford, Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly contemplating with the machinist machining dies and using the 150 pound hammer to just punch out a few. But I don't know if the fuel cost and the time and the, the you need two dies. You need the initial and then the finishing die to shear right. off all the garbage. There was uh, a fan of mine who was uh, I, I he was well I followed him on Instagram. He knew me, and we he must be off Instagram. I don't remember his. I don't think I ever knew his real name. I don't remember his 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 Instagram name. But he was a he was an operator of Closed Die Forge at uh, or Drop Forge. He made S wing hammers. Interesting. He always was hot. On Instagram, I haven't seen him in, a, in about a year, but he worked at the at the, the foundry there, and he made every day. He's showing hammers being made by S Wing. He's just a dude like us that worked at the S Wing factory. But yeah, that's what makes me think because he did indicate at the time that like S Wing was kind of interested in like social media stuff. So it would be interesting if you can contact them. They have a factory that does stuff all day long. Yeah, and, maybe they want to do a little something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Yeah, I, that's why I bought these shitty Chinese ones. I just wanted to see what what was going on in here. Yeah, uh, and they're not the worst, but they're not very good. Yeah. So that's a lot of what I have coming up. I gotta I gotta figure that out. On top of the restorations, you know, yeah. the usual business. I won't be finding anything good for a while uh, because it's negative infinity. Yeah, and I just. <laughs> and I, uh, and I just had another child, so yeah. I, congratulations I, I, on that. Yes, thank you. Did you get a DNA test done? Uh, <laughs> not yet. We're going. You got to. It's just standard practice. <laughs> I, I request one in the hospital with both of our boys. Really? No. <laughs> Eric, how many kids do you have now? Two. 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 That he knows about. Yeah. Yeah. That knows about. Well, that my wife knows about. Every year around Father's Day, he always hides for a week. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. No one knows. No, it hey, was. Dad. Uh, hey, Dad! Can you imagine getting that knock on the door, like, "Hey, Dad! Mom said you were so fun in college." <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. Wait, can I? I can I ask? Were you homeschooled? Did you go to college? You went. No, to college. I said it was. Said it was homeless. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes, I went to university. Yes. What university? What what education do you got? Just so we, the audience at home could know what we what we've all gone through. Really? Yeah, just qualify. Uh, I qualify my education. Yeah, tell everybody what you got. Uh, I actually, which I almost never tell anybody, but I have a PhD in plant sciences. That's amazing. I was wondering. <laughs> I thought you were a doctor. You're you're not a doctor, are you? Yeah. You are, so like you, a that's your doctor yeah. hand tool rescue. Is that what I'm doctor? I'm doctor rescue. Yeah, <laughs> doctor hand doctor of, of the plant yeah, world. I, I literally I don't tell anyone usually. I don't ask people to address me as doctor or anything like that. It just seems unnecessary. That's amazing though. Does it say though on your American Express card? Uh, I'm on my Canadian Express card. You're, yeah, you're, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because I don't have one. Oh, that's fun. No, I don't. I don't use. I'm not like going to select that option when I'm 
buying a plane ticket. <laughs> Doctor yeah. Hansel Rescue, uh, we have your seat in first class. Doctor Hansel Rescue. I should, if I'm if I'm ever asked to like speak somewhere on like YouTube stuff, I should say that. Oh, Doctor Hansel Rescue. Like, well, is, is there a doctor on board? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Yes, I restore old tools. What kind of medicine did you study? Plants. Plants. <laughs> is he choking Plants on a pee? And is this guy dying? Yeah, he's dying. He must have had some bad lettuce. That's good. Andrew, what what education did you did you have? Do you have any <laughs> formal education besides uh, chef school? Yes, I have a, a bachelor's degree in business administration. Do you really? I did. From what college? Shriner University. Wow, good for you. And then you also yep. went to culinary school. Yep. Yeah. Went towards that. Sure did. That's great. I uh, I have a BFA in uh, Bachelor in Fine Arts from the School of Visual Arts. Four years of art college. Yeah. It. No doctorate. No business degree. No nothing. Still yeah, still trying to figure it out. I'll get a doctorate. Don't get a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> Would like I was, I was a, I was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed man before I started my PhD. <laughs> I bet. You're like serious. <laughs> it ruins your life. What did you write your dissertation on? Rust. Science. Did you, did you, did you uh, like do a research paper on something that that is like published? That this is Mr. Doctor Hantle Rescue's you research could. paper on. On peas and uh, the XY yes. chromosome of peas. Um, yes, it's out there. Is what I'll say. Did you That's really? All I'll say. Yeah, of course. Yeah, wow. You have to. And is it you published? It is published. It is published. There are papers in scientific journals. No, kidding. there are. And, yeah, and do they have? Uh, wow, it's so funny. It's so interesting. <laughs> and it's he so just funny how he doesn't you. want to talk about it. <laughs> it's because of what the topic is. Yeah. Uh, no, I just. He doesn't want anybody to know. I don't name. like. I don't like people knowing anything about <laughs> it. Listen, everybody knows that you're very smart. So let's let's that start I, with that. Me. I am sexual predator. That's <laughs> why you live where you live because you don't have to fill out the <laughs> thing that says that you live on that block. That's funny. Wow. <laughs> My neighbors would kill me. Uh, no, yeah, they're there. Their and science has been done. Can you can you describe like? Did you make any like uh, groundbreaking discoveries? Any breakthrough discoveries? No, nothing that would matter to the average the okay. average person. Science is very. Did you just wait, wait? Did you just call Jimmy Duresta an idiot? <laughs> no, 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 he just said nothing that would matter matter to the average person. Yeah. So yeah. again, uh, I accept Jimmy that. An idiot? I accept that. <laughs> No, 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 it just wouldn't. It wouldn't matter to you know you or probably most people listening because he did uh, like a five hundred page paper on like you know the different shades of green on on the peak. Yeah, it's it's basically it gets to that level of uh, specific topic. Right. It's so it's so insanely specific that uh, you know only the people in that field would really care about it to, to any extent, and even they probably won't even read it. <laughs> science, science is very slow and very incremental. You know, like that five hundred page paper is on the eight, like a tiny topic. It's it's not like gonna save the world. And he It'll still hasn't. Help. And he still hasn't said what it is. <laughs> He's not gonna say it at all. No, I'll never say it. <laughs> I can't say it. 
That's awesome. Then, then you can, then you can come and molest me. <laughs> and I don't want that. It's all, it's all about how Barbie actually got her curves. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Wait, so exactly. we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going to make essential together. You've announced that. Who? You did, right? You're going to make essential, right? Oh, Baker Central, yes. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not WorkbenchCon. Work yeah. Yes. Because you said, let's touch hands and we could figure out where it goes from there. Which <laughs> yes. made me laugh when you posted that. So, yes, I'm excited. Andrew, do you want to come to, to, to Maker Central in Birmingham, England? It's a bunch of YouTubers. What is that? Exactly. <laughs> it's a bunch, of, uh, it's a, a bunch of people getting together in, in Birmingham. Just for funsies. I, mean, I would fun. be completely out of place. It would be perfect. It would be so normal for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, yeah. you'd want so to all write YouTube truck. people, and then there's me who doesn't even know how to use YouTube. <laughs> what is this? But yeah, you uh, Yeah, no, we'll we could do an episode from there. We can get some British guys. Yeah, that would actually be neat. We could do an episode of the Fits All podcast from England. You got to fly all the way over I'm there. S- oh, stinky. by the way, it's May what? May 11th? Well, yeah, yeah. What are the dates in case people want to know? Uh, May 11th and 12th at the Maker Central. Oh, okay. In, in Birmingham, England. I think I'm there like Friday to Tuesday. I'm doing the same kind of thing. I'll be there the same couple of days. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Great. You'll be jet lag to jet lag. Oh, yeah. 100%. So we're at one, 147. Well, we got to do Hot on the Horizon for you, too, and then we're out of here. So uh, let me see. I'll take it. I'm looking forward to getting my lathe that I just described that I actually purchased this week, but I won't get it till the end of uh, till, till March, the first week of March. And um, I still got my my Washington hand press out in Niagara Falls. I spoke to Paul, my my contact over there, and he said no rush. It's sitting in his junkyard. He goes, whenever you feel like getting out of here, I might actually send somebody to pick it up because I can't find the time to drive to Niagara Falls for the day. It's a five hour drive in one direction. Oh, really? So I might uh, – I don't know. If anybody's listening, they want a few hundred bucks, I'll pay you to bring it out here if you live near Niagara Falls. Um, it's about 1,000 pounds. It's probably fit on a regular pickup truck. And uh, Oh, and then I, I'm getting my big printing press. It was supposed to be dropped off on my loading dock today. I wasn't at the shop all day today. My guy called me and said, hey, can we just drop it off on your loading dock? And I drove by there just an hour ago and it wasn't there. So – Either someone stole my 2,000-pound printing press or nice. they didn't make it over there today with the truck. So that's uh, – I'm going to get that probably tomorrow. And as far as anything else, I, I need to slow down because I have too much stuff. I think Hot on the Horizon for me would be a, the forklift is really is my Hot on the Horizon. Mm. That, too, would, that would be good. Yeah. I, it, I would expect that you have it by next week. We'll see. Well, I'm going away. I'll be I'll be at WorkbenchCon all week next week. So I have so many Give things I just have to get put social on. Social Security number. I'll have one brought to you. <laughs> oh, I wish I wish I could go next week. I really do. Oh, next week's going to be nuts. So many people. Are going Stupid to child. God. So many people are going to be at WorkbenchCon. It's crazy. Wait, Jocko is Aaron, coming. It's your child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jocko's coming here tomorrow, and then Wednesday oh, morning shit. we're flying. To WorkbenchCon in Atlanta, so. I really want to meet uh, Jocko and Laura. I have not met them. Oh yeah, I've met have a, everyone have a, else. We'd have a good time. You should uh, come in April twenty fifth, the weekend of April twenty fifth, in Cleveland. We're doing the Spring Maker event. It's being it's, yes. it's kind of deeply sponsored by Lincoln Electric. 
It's like yes, the whole Cleveland I've maker scene. So I've I'm going to be that. there, and Laura's going to be there. Laura's and coming to this house, and we're going to drive there together. Are you are you going to Bar Z Bash? I want to, and I'm supposed to go, but we have a class scheduled that weekend. It was a miscommunication between me and my girl. And so oh. if that class gets canceled due to low enrollment, I will definitely be going to the Bar Z Bash. I feel really bad because Chris from American Rotary uh, and I talked the other day, and I said I kind of laid the bad news to him that I might not be able to make it, which is really yeah. unfortunate because I was really hoping to go. But it was yeah, just a I'd miscommunication. So, but you should go. Yeah, it's that, great. The great crew guys there. I've yeah, heard that's a really go. good one too. Yeah, that's, I've heard it's a good one. Yeah, Barzy's a lot of fun. <laughs> Have you heard yeah. about it for real? You yeah, because uh, the guy that was you clown. What's his name? What's Barzy's guy? What's his name actually? Because he was at the uh, Good of the Land event. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Justin, Justin, or, or uh... yeah, but what's the what is Barzy's oh, name? Oh, Stan, Stan, Stan Stankowski. Yeah, Stankowski. Yeah, yeah. yeah Stan. He was there, dude. That guy is so helpful and so energetic and fun he's, he's and a, oh yeah, that, awesome. I love that guy. Guys. All those guys are cool. Yeah, that whole crew yeah. was really sweet, and uh, I had a lot of fun there. And like I said. Uh, I'm going to regret if I miss it again this year. If I miss it this year, but yeah, we'll see. I would like to go to all of those if I can. Mm. Um, maybe I want to go to Bar Z for sure, but maybe the Sprig Make too. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Just go to Dick. I just go to Dick around though. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's the good. problem. That's what it's you like should nice do. to Dick around. It, you know what? This community but, is just so amazing, and it's just it's just it's like you know. I wish this happened to me in my 30s and not in my late 40s. You know, <laughs> what are you saying? Are you getting old or what? Yeah, I am. It's it sucks. I'm going to be 52 in a month. Yo, you should uh, make a wheelchair next. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna oh, laugh. Do you know why? Do you know why I found that weasel in my container last night? Because I was setting up. So I'll go back. About, I don't know, about two years ago, my brother got into a big fight with his wife and he's like, hey, I saw you just bought a container. I'm like, yeah. he's like, can I bring all my stuff to your place and stick it in the container because I think I'm going to like sell this house. And I'm like, uh, I guess so. He showed up five hours later because he lives 100 miles away with a truck and two guys, <laughs> like two day laborers that he hired from Home Depot and a truck full nice. of stuff. And we're putting it all into this container. And I'm like, how long do you think this is going to be here? He's like, oh, I don't know. You know, just I don't know. We'll see what happens. And the the one guy he had he picked up two day laborers that don't speak English and one of them looked at me, and he goes, "All this stuff is junk," and I just started laughing. And my brother goes, "Wait, what was funny? What was funny?" And I go, "You could tell him; he won't be mad at you." He said, "I told him all this stuff is junk," <laughs> and uh, we had a big laugh. Anyway, so my brother's white weight system is is <laughs> Andrew's putting up funny faces. My brother's weightlifting system is in there, so I was setting it up so that I can get in shape. So I set that up in my barn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that story was boring. There was no big laughs in that story. And then I saw the weasel, and that was exciting. The weasel was cute, but if it's a container, how the hell did it get in there? Because containers are sealed, aren't they? I never lock the doors. I just leave them hanging open. <laughs> of course. The I doors like are just like – yeah, they're just like I, – I fiddled with the locks for two years every time I went out there, and I just said, screw it. If I'm it's living, pretty dope, though. It's a nice stoat. He's really cute, yeah. So I'll see if I catch him later. I put out hot dogs. I wonder what they taste like. Yeah. Chicken. Chicken. It's possible. Prairie chicken. Hot on the horizon for me yes, sir. is yes. uh, 
recently I found this guy not too far from me that has an amazing collection. And I put a video up of on my Instagram of I crawled up on top of the fourth floor of his pallet racking, you know, the fourth tier, if you will. Oh, is that the picture you took from way up there? God. Videoed around. It's so packed in there that you you don't even know what all he has. Like, I bought one power hammer, and it'll probably take, like, seven months to get it out of there. (laughs) But I'm I'm going back because he said he's moved a bunch of stuff to where we can get to that, and so I'm excited to see. Is that the guy where you said the other day, you're like, oh, I'm picking today, and there's, like, 14 power hammers all ratchet strapped together on the back of your trailer? Is that that guy? No, so that's that, a different guy. That's interesting, guy. So I, that guy picked that stuff up for me, right? Because it was in a different state, and I he's notoriously hard on things, of, especially of my things. I don't know why. And when I got that picture, I wanted to vomit because that is not how I haul things. Yeah, I was surprised you know? to see that. Like I know you kind of keep things individually and kind of separated. And they just look oh, like they were dude. just stretch wrapped together. It's funny because oh, you don't realize they're all so heavy. Crazy. It's all cast. It looks like a bunch of toys just like in a pile. Look like a pile of bicycles. Oh, well, he had to do that because then he had to put a skid loader on the back of the trailer after that. Right. But the room. Anyway. Yeah, no. So that was a different place. But there was one piece on there of a press that's a line shaft driven press that I don't want it to be broken at all. And. I always fearful when I send this guy to get things that things will get broken. You know, you get a picture like that and you're like, uh, I need to rethink who I use. Damn. Yeah. Like it survived a hundred years until he came along. Right. It's tragic. But the place I got him from, it had to be moved that day, which is ridiculous. I hate when people do that. Yeah. So I sent the old trustworthy over. So, uh, wait, um, I think we're running out of steam. Do we have anything else to say on hand planes? <laughs> hand planes? <laughs> um, do you have any questions for me immediately other than that? No, I, uh, I, I no. forgot to bring it up before, but uh, it's the first time in a long time I've seen innovation in hand planes is, is like the, in the last four or five years. Lee Valley has come up with some really cool stuff. Well, Veritas, I should say. Veritas has come up with some yes. beautifully interesting aerodynamic fit in the palm of your looking. hand looking really sexy looking things. In fact, I was at a woodworking show in, in Kansas city when I saw that, like that first new lineup and I ended up buying the $350, the bigger mother jammer, which is, it looks the like, it, it looks like a shoe. It looks like a, like a sexy sneaker, but all in black yeah. steel. It's really, it's awesome. a miter plane. Yes. Yes. That's those, the one I got. Those are awesome. Those are, there's a guy in town here. Uh, who I've I've met that he used to work for Lee Valley and and therefore Veritas to help design. (laughs) Andrew, go. Are you still there? What? What did he just do? Andrew just disappeared. His battery probably died. There he is. Did your battery battery die? No, I... I saw a thing where I could send you a message, and so I tried, and then <laughs> I don't know what happened. Oh, God. Close. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, where was I? Yes, yeah, so Wait, he did, helped you got to hit record design. again. Uh, uh, yeah. Were you disconnected? Or did you disconnect? No, I never disconnected. Okay, good. Two hours and seven minutes. 
Oh, interesting. I don't know why. Why has he got ten more minutes than both of us? I don't know. <laughs> the best part was remember he was the one who initiated the let's press the stop. <laughs> like it makes no sense. Uh, anyway, good. so this this local guy here in town helped design some of those uh, Veritas planes. Very cool. And when I went to his place, he oh. had the like prototype Veritas no. models Whoa. Uh, to show. And it's incredibly interesting, kind of the iteration that they go through. Yeah. But they, they do have some some good ideas, like the set screws on the sides of the plane to keep sure. the blade yeah, like centered. perfectly square. You know, that that was them, that yeah. no one else. Like it's they I have, have two low angle block planes and both of the screws are missing on both of them. They just work their way out. I don't know where they are. <laughs> Got that uh, just oiled? I don't know. Loctite. Yeah, I, you know, I'm gardens. I'm a savage yes. when it comes to that kind of stuff. I can't keep any of it nice. Gets just rusty and screwed up. Get, like, it's all good. It's all good. They're I, tools, man. I can't. Have, tools. I can't have good things. I can't have nice things. <laughs> okay, well that sums it all up, people. <laughs> he wants to get off. <laughs> he wants to get off. <laughs> Coming out. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this was Fitzle. Where everyone fits in. We fit it all in tonight, didn't we? We got it all fit in tonight. Yeah, that was a good Look one. Up. Yeah, it's only midnight now, and i got to go do 16 other things. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah eat some candy. I, I, can't, I, I won't be able to eat till like, next month. <laughs> Solar Power Jimmy on the next Fitzall. Yeah. No, I, I gave up eating tonight when I signed my contract for television. Oh, God. It's all about what passes your lips, son. All I know. All about what passes your lips. No more cat food no, for me. No ho-hos, no Twinkies, no ding-dongs, no nutter butters, no... You know what's funny? I know we'll end it right now, but I don't eat any of that junk, and I'm still fat. Like, I, I just have to, like... You're not fat. No, I mean, I'm just fatter than I should be for me. Jimmy, you just lost like a hundred pounds. Like Willie, Willie says, you got to do calisthenics. So no, like Willie cal- says you got to do crack. <laughs> no. That's how you get skinny. Willie says you got to do calisthenics. That's what you got to do. I'm like, what are you, Jack Lane calisthenics? Nobody even knows what that means. <laughs> Literally, no one uses that word. <laughs> calisthenics. I'm like, Ugh. it's like high school you know gym you- class in 1963. That was Jim, back when no, Richard Simmons was coaching classes. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you know the ultimate calisthenics move for maximum flexibility? In the corner? <laughs> what is that? This is like this the crackhead like- in the corner pose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's doing an inside joke we made up when we were hanging out together. It's uh it's uh you know what it is? It's the um in my neighborhood, it's the uh the marionette heroin haze when the people on their knees they, they start bending at the knees and they never actually fall <laughs> <laughs> and then they they get to the point where their butt is like maybe 15 inches off the ground and then they stand up again i Ugh. watched in my neighborhood people doing that all the time and so uh, funny. they just they're just standing there and then their their butt just like starts to get closer to the ground and then all of a sudden it's like no 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 i'm awake and then they just pop right back up so we were just we were joking about that because that's what my oh. cat does. So that's what we were laughing about. Your cat's on drugs. 
He is. Yeah. Spike, uh, unfortunately, uh, some people really. Spike is uh, is is you know in the in the last throws. He's 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 alive, but you know you know when your cat starts losing weight and doesn't eat and doesn't move. Yeah. He's, he's eating. He's still eating, but he's not doing anything. He gets up to eat, then he goes and lays back down. So. Yeah, in pain, probably. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we, we, we're trying to decide when's the right time. So, that's, for, that's it. For, for dinner? No, you know, I don't know. I, we don't want to bring him in. I don't know. That's, that's, that's what's going on with Spike. Last time I showed him on camera, everyone's like, oh, man, he's getting old because he is skinny. Well, yeah. Anyway, sorry to end on such a sour note. God <laughs> Andrew, bless, was man. That's why I'm being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Like fighting back tears over here, and also wanting to tell you never to talk about things like that again. I won't. I won't. Show us what your microphone is supposed to be. Let's look at that picture. Again. Oh, you can't. Do that. Oh, good. You can't do that. This what is it supposed to be? <laughs> All right. How do we end this? See you later. <laughs> Just later. <laughs> All right. I got a, I got a bunch of things to do. So, guys, it was nice seeing you. It was fun. Yes, as always. Thank you all for listening. I have you to cut out. I, I got one major edit at one major edit at one hour and twenty three minutes that nobody will ever hear. Thank God for that, because it would be me that they would hear. And <laughs> boy, would I get in trouble? And you'll yeah. never know what I said, people. <laughs> one day when we start Patreon, we'll leave all the unedits and we'll, we'll just. Leave it. And then oh, get fired. Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. From life. All right. Is that it? We're going to All right, I guess. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew, you need a sign-off, like a news reporter. And this is episode five, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the Fits All Podcast. Thanks for coming out and being a part of this night with us. Until the next one, we'll see you around the bend. <laughs> I love you guys. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up. Bye. All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.